you have to like when there's a guy coming right in your face and he just sits in there and, and delivers it uh, really well. Yeah. Oh, love it. Welcome, everybody, to the newest and much-anticipated episode of Three Brews In, where we are three brews in as usual. It's been a while, but what do we have? Three cancellations that we had to work through, and now we're finally here. We're here to drink beer, talk about sports, be dumb, and just have a good time. So, Justin, welcome. Thank you. Looking forward to this. (laughs) You were going to say, I thought you were going to say Travis. Yeah, I was looking for something a little more from Justin on yeah, that one, but that's... <laughs> I, I've forgotten how to do this, I guess. Yeah, right, right. It'll, so, it'll come back to me. It will come back to you. So we got a lot of things to cover. Um, we're going to do our season predictions, which, by the way, I listened to like a, an earlier episode, like the last time we did our season predictions. We did it like a month into the season last time, so yeah. this is pretty on par for us. So we're actually, only 10% into the season. So yeah, right. Fine. We're not doing too bad. So we'll do our season predictions. We have a bunch of topics and our usual stuff travis is going to talk about the felonious assault that he committed on the brewers owners (laughs) wipe civil civil it's all civil (laughs) so yeah so we got a milwaukee county da's office anything to work with (laughs) it's it's just going to get referred up it'll be be fine there was no on-field arrest made or anything so like they charge that shit out down there anyway right yeah so as usual, we've got uh, we have our Wisconsin craft beer that we're a couple couple rounds into right now. We're gonna drink the rest as we go, and then we'll talk about them afterwards. This was my week to grab to get the beer, and honestly, I just sort of grabbed it off the shelf at Woodman's because, like Travis, I like the can art. It looks good. It's understated, I think, would be good, but it's you know, the colors are appealing. But it's the Potosi River Rocker, what they call a Fun Day IPA. A crushable, easy drinking IPA, and for an IPA, I'm not sure you can technically have an IPA that comes in at a 4.5 percent, but this one somehow I manages to do it. There are a couple. Uh, um, Kugels does a, an IPA that's uh, like an all-day type We've thing. It. It's a four and a half. Is We've that the, the hazy? Have we had the? Yes. What? We really? had. We Hold had on. monkeys. Of course, we did. Yeah, it was like a yeah. limey kind of hazy lineys something or other that we drank. You brought it. Ago. It was yeah, oh lemon haze. Oh, lemon this haze. was That's yeah. It. This was a couple. Of, that was a year over a year ago. Oh. Well, so so four episodes ago. Seven. <laughs> 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 this is our third beer from Potosi. Oh, it's, it's our like, third, really. Because yeah. I know I did the Snake Hollow a while back. That we I did really like Snake Hollow and the Czech pill or Czech style pills. Oh, okay. And, I, and and we learned something not too long ago that um, it sounds like they have a, a nonprofit um, yeah. set up, and then this is kind of the if I understand it right the the money making way of their nonprofit, this Potosi, where all their profits go to charity. And we thought maybe it was just like this particular brew, this. River rocker. River rocker, river rocker, but but no, they have it. They have it uniquely set up. So, yeah, their their company is a four hundred three C, whatever, whatever you said. Um, and it, uh, yeah, their profits go to. Uh, I had the list. But they had a whole list. We can't. There's a whole big list. No, they got everything covered. There's like 30, 30 different nonprofits that they yeah. do. Um, the profits from the purchases of the beers yeah. used to support the historical and educational incent, uh, initiatives and charitable causes in the community. They, they pretty much have everything covered but chronic masturbators. <laughs> uh, no, for treatment. I, I, mean, I don't, I don't need no, any help. No, they, uh, I think that's the fire departments. 
Oh, wow. Jeez, yes. Excellent. <laughs> Fuck you, firefighters. <laughs> Never gets old. Nope, it doesn't. All right. So, guys, first thoughts on the beer so far? I know I took a risk on going to 4.5, but I thought, I don't it's, know if it's good flavor. What, how? And, I, and you know what? That's with an IPA, the I mean, the flavor is there. I mean, it it does it is reminiscent sure. of an IPA. It's not thick. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a fruity. It's, it's a fruity. Yeah, and it's uh, I I like it so far. I think yeah. it shows how diverse an IPA can be. Absolutely yeah. nice. And at four point five, you can drink like thirteen of them, and you know, just barely be buzzed. Right. Well, we'll put that to the test. All right. What would you guys like to start with? Do we have anything to cover um, right off the bat that we absolutely have to get to? No. No, <laughs> no. Well, I don't know. I mean, we got a we got an agenda. We, we got a full it's not slate. Like we we don't prepare. Yeah. So the 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 season started. I don't know how many games from the Brewers you guys have been able to watch, but it's been awesome to be able to watch them. Yeah. I haven't been able to watch a whole heck of a lot, partly because they've been on the West Coast for oh, for a little God. bit. So that eight really? that eight forty start time just sucks. Oh, yeah. Um. But I, with, I thought you said you were on the West Coast. No, 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 no. I'm not no, like, no. oh, okay, that's fine, but how'd that impact you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we <laughs> have on the left coast, yes. The last right. seven games have been 8 o'clock, 8.40 start times. And, and tonight, too, because I checked. Yeah. I was gonna They're in the Seattle. in Seattle, right. So, Travis, before we do anything, though, can you tell us about the Final Four? You went, right? Say that again? You what? went to the Final Four? Oh, yes, I, I did. Was, I didn't put it on the agenda, but I just noticed oh. the hat, and I'm like, I really want to. Yep, it was, it, it, was, it was in Louisville, and, you know, there were, uh, well, okay, I need to stop here. I'm just like, I've got my head up my ass. i got a Final Four hat on. I've been to the Final Four in 18 and 22. This year I went to the South Regionals in Louisville. Ah, okay. So it was uh, Creighton, um, Alabama, um, name the other teams there. Come on, help me out. I'm just Creighton, uh, Alabama. Was that San Diego State? Yes, of course. And uh, who was in that other regional? Just horrible. I don't remember. Yeah, they weren't. That doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. Good time. Good time. Who'd you go with? I actually have something. uh, A guy named Nathan. We had a we had a we had a good time, and um, we were. um, Yeah. I'm actually going to be covering something. Oh, you are. Okay. Good. And by that time, I'll have the fourth team identified which really did we say creighton san diego state alabama and 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 a team that yep that's the one we're missing so we'll figure it out no worries um should we get right to our season predictions guys should we do that get that get that out of the way so we're a few we're what four 16 or so games in right now and yeah it's maybe cheating to do it after that but honestly if you try to predict your your division and your World Series representatives after 16 games and base it on those 16 games, you're probably gonna gonna miss out. So, Justin, you want to start out with well, how you think Princeton, <clears throat> Princeton and Creighton. Oh, yeah. Princeton. <laughs> yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna predict the NL Central because that's one we care about, and then we'll each pick a who's gonna represent um, in the World Series. Correct. Correct. All right, Justin, what are you... And the winner. And the winner. And the winner. And the winner. And in how many games, sure. Uh, My NL Central, and we are 1% or 10% of the way through the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mine is the Brewers, Cubs, Cardinals, Pirates, Reds. (laughs) Well, that's that's what I got, so... Is it really exactly the same? exactly what I have. So Cubs over Cardinals, huh? Cubs over Cardinals. Why do you Uh, think that? I think... Uh, the Cubs' offense has been spectacular. I think they're 
their pitching has been just good enough to get them through. Uh, I see a, a large regression with the Cardinals' offense, and their pitching staff is getting old. Their stars are older. Like they're, they can't. You you couldn't expect them to repeat what they did last year based on the age of of their players. And you don't. They don't. I mean, they've got a ta- quasi talented farm club. I think they're in a top half. Yeah, they've got um, one of the best put, prospects, and that was a Jordan Walker, Walker. that outfielder who's yep. already tearing shit up because the Cardinals right. always do have some rookie or young guy who's phenomenal. Absolutely, and the, the and the problem is though, you know, Paul Goldschmidt can't can't repeat what he did last year. Mm-hmm. Nolan Arenado cannot repeat what he did last year, or if he does, um, he, there's going to be enough stretches where. He's going to be the only person that produces, and they're going to score two runs, maybe, mm-hmm. um, and and not be able to um, um, compete because their pitching staff is mediocre. Yeah, and what Wainwright is he still the race? Yeah, and he's how and old he's is he? Thirty-three. Like, yeah, he's like thirty-nine, like thirteenth time now. I was surprised he came back after Molina retired. I thought mm-hmm. that that would be like it for him like he would walk out with with him and well he needed to do the his own solo this is my last season thing i guess um is it just me was nolan arenado sort of like a have that punchable face when he was in colorado even because i don't know now that he's on the cardinals it just maybe it's that he's on the cardinals yeah and he kills us i just want he just seems like a dickhead I, i don't know if that's just the cardinal like hater in me that just like well we don't have molina to to Maybe that's push what it that is. energy towards. So it's Paul Goldschmidt or Nolan Arenado. And he just seems like an always like bitter kind of bitching at umpires kind of guy. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just like I said, he's with the Cardinals. Now. Well, he's getting old, so he's got to gripe about something. Nolan Arenado's not that old, is he? He's got to be at least thirty. Yeah, he has to be. Yeah, I suppose he was in Colorado for a long time. Who's your uh, put him? Yeah, put him thirty-one. Who's your World Series reps? Uh, Nolan Arenado is 32 years old. Oh, shit. Okay, so he is getting up there a little He's bit. elderly. My World Series, the National League, will be represented by the Atlanta Braves, the American League by the New York Yankees, <laughs> and and the Yankees win in seven. Well, I got the Yankees in six, same deal. Oh, this is this is not good content. But the same thing? That's what I fucking picked. <laughs> you know how many games? I have the Braves. Okay. I, I, have oh, the, I got the Braves in seven, so... Boy. Shit. <laughs> well, it's, it's what we picked, you know. It's well, well my hold up. My rundown in the NL Central here. is a little bit. Is so a you you had the Braves so. and the Yankees as well. I had Braves, Yankees, Yankees, and six. And you had Braves, Yankees, but uh, Braves, Braves and seven. And seven. Okay. Yeah. Oh. My NL Central is different. I think it just shows. Let really me know what you want that. We are at this no smart way. Because <laughs> sure as shit, that's what's going to happen. Uh-huh. I bet my left nut right now, even though I'm picking my right one too. What does it fucking matter, right? I bet I bet both my nuts, even though that I'm picking it. Uh-huh. You know, it's like anything. You, you, you want the Yankees and Braves or the field? Like, I mean, right. The reality is when we're sitting here in October or whenever. It, it almost for sure won't be. So mark nope. my words yeah. this little clip here. Nobody picked the Mets. Nobody picked the Mets. Which makes me happy. It It's, you know what? The Mets would have a better shot if they didn't lose their top three closer Isn't to awesome? an injury. Isn't that in the no. World Baseball Classic? In the World Baseball Celebrating, Classic. Celebrating, by Celebrating, yes. So good. Celebrating. Oh. That makes me happy. Yeah. Well, so much. Your, your rundown of the NL Central. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so mine's a little bit different. I put 
Cardinals because they are okay. the fucking Cardinals and they always just seem to, yeah. to do yeah. it. Then Brewers, Cubs, Reds, Pirates. Okay, well, so that's dramatically different. Than yeah, those. Reds, Pirates is almost interchangeable, so, so, right? So, like, so let, right. Me, let me let me say say this. So I made a, a, a not so fearless prediction about two minutes ago about even though I'm picking it, the Yanks and Braves likely will not be the two teams. Mm-hmm. I, I would guess that one of those two will be, but you know. Okay, It'll be so I'm going to make I'm, I'm going to make another prediction, okay. which is a little bit racier. Even though hmm. that I have the Pirates and Reds as fourth and fifth, I bet one of those two gets as high as third. And I will actively take betting action from either of you. Pirates and the Reds, one of them gets third. One of them gets at least third. Oh yeah, I, I could see the Pirates being third. So you don't want that? I, I would say the Reds more than the Pirates okay. even. If, if I, ooh. Eh. you know what, I I might go out there and say the Cardinals finish last. That is out there. That is out there. Yeah, I mean you had them third, so I it's had not the third. biggest stretch yeah. ever. No way. Huh? No, you know what? I'm changing things. Yeah. I got the Cardinals last. Pirates. But you made them from you went from third to fifth. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Hmm. Wow. Okay. That's no, Amy like would do. Fuck the, fuck the Cardinals. Brewers, like Cubs, it. Pirates, Reds, Cardinals. Okay. See, we we we'll, I think here. I think we've talked about this before, and we're not going to do a deep dive into it. But I have a whole different view of the Cardinals as you two do. I and I, right. I you like like you you've been there. You like the fan base and all that. I just hate. It's not. I hate them in, in, in the way that I respect but hate them. See, like, I don't yeah. like that. I don't like the respect but hate. I don't like that. You can hate Duke. It's because of the behavior of the players over the years. Yeah. And the fans. and the, You've got reason to hate Duke. But really, I understand there's La Russa, And I know that, 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 that you know, one, one of the um, catching Molinas, you know, and, and what. But you, you try to tell me that Yadier Molina or who, or La Russa, that, there is not any team in the league that has been around more than 20 years that hasn't had assholes on that team and managers that make you shrug. I know LaRusse is out there, and I know that he's got a contemptible personality, but these Cardinals, I mean, baseball, the Cardinals in St. Louis are everything. Those fans are good, and I mm-hmm. would absolutely positively be a Cardinal fan if the Brewers moved. Like they did once. <laughs> For me, I think it—it's it, it, almost like the sense of entitlement that the organization has, and mm. they're like, "We're we're awesome. We know it. We'll remind you about it." And I, I hate them because they do it so well. How would okay? Mm-hmm. So you acknowledged it. You acknowledge it. It's right. just a different view of looking at. And if we were way. still in the AL, I would probably feel very differently about it. I probably. would feel like a little well, more like. And, and, and of course, who who would beat feel, us in our only World Series? Right. What 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 power do we have as Brewer fans, where we have a fifty? plus year history of one World Series appearance. And it's not like we had one World Series appearance and we were always, you know, six games over five. We have not been good. We played like a smaller market can. Mm-hmm. But you have the D-backs in the World Series. You 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 right. have you have your Marlins. You have where 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 was our all we can do is have a fucking parade for the you know fifty year anniversary yeah. of yeah, I'm sorry. The 40 year anniversary. It's like that's sad. Don't the, have one. Don't have one. Right. The contemporaries of Padres because they came around the 
about the same time the Brewers did, right? Yeah, I think so. I think they did. They've never won one either. They've been to one, I think, I think they, they were, lost to the Yankees. I think they are in the NLCS in 1984 because I remember watching some of that. But, yeah, I mean, we, yep. we really historically, now the Braves, different story, different mm-hmm. franchise. Mm-hmm. They're in Atlanta, that right. close. So we're, you know, and, but, okay. Yeah. So, so this whole St. Louis thing, they have the second best jersey and all of the MLB, yeah. second only to the Dodger home, which will never, ever be beaten, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They have that. They have a relatively small town. Their fan base is rabid. They're not like going into New York or Philadelphia. They, If they if they want a little bit of strut, I, I kind of don't blame them. Right. Well, the, the fan base of St. Louis is phenomenal. And mm-hmm. it's not just... You know, it's not just baseball; it's everything that's there. Yeah. We see an, uh, an expansion club in MLS um, where they sold out that's every game. Point. They're like, yeah, it's, it's like that. It's like rabbit. that. Fan base has had a team there for twenty years. Oh. It's just they are yep. fantastic. Yeah, there's no like third of the stadium empty at that MLS no. game. It was like packed to the gills and loud. Packed to the gills I, I, and loud. I, and I think I. Yep, and I think one of the biggest things, and it kind of runs counter to what you said, that where they'll take any team. When the, the Ram, when the Ram, the Vermeil Rams, the great show on turf was there, mm-hmm. I remember hearing stuff, and no, I can't document exactly who said it, but there was kind of the, at the end of the day, they would rather have a subpar Cardinal team than be in a football team for the St. Louis Rams because mm-hmm. it's Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Not, and I kind of get that. Yeah. All right. We well, go. good. That's. But you're not changing your World Series, right? Still Yankees, Braves. We Still all Yankees think it's going to be Yankees, yeah. Braves, and I've got the Braves. You guys have the Yankees. All right. Yeah. So we uh, here. Here's here's next on the list. Travis, do you want to tell your your golf story first off? You made sure that we got that on the itinerary, or is that a we, no? Beer no, I, I no. I think okay. I think doing it now, and I'll, I'll I'll make it as brief as I can. Um, we talked, God, probably two three years ago about the getting. Um, set up with a with another uh, duo on a golf course, mm-hmm. right? You go there, oh, you yeah. want to be. So my daughter Nellie and I, we're we're at uh, uh, Kadat Golf, and should have known it. You know, it, oh. good weather. We went Friday. <laughs> oh boy! And we go there, and there's a, a big line. You know, behind the number one tee box. It's just like Jesus. So this guy comes up to me. You know, polite nut fella. Later identified as Lee. Says, what, what time are you guys? Uh, 11, 19. Yeah, us too. Hey, I'm Lee. Whatever. You know, and what do you do? You can't bail. You can't bail at that mm-hmm. time. And my daughter was was nervous because she's, you know, still learning. She, mm-hmm. you know, she can she can go from hitting the ball, you know, 180 yards to missing missing the ball entirely a couple times. And anyway, it's like son of a bitch, son of a bitch. So, and it was busy. So, again, I'm fast forwarding here. Um, we we were we were going to do eighteen, and we paid for eighteen, and it was a very <laughs> slow nine, just because everybody in front of us, mm-hmm. Lee and Rachel, nice people. Rachel is extremely talkative, and we we kind of come around, and I and I'm talking to my daughter, and I'm like, "Hon, just you know, look at this place. It's just you know, she wanted to, she's gonna she's gonna stay. So we we get to the turn, and we're gonna we're you know we're not too far from the tee box for ten, and. Uh, Lee and uh, Lee and Rachel, um, they both go inside. Oh, they're going to take a pee or whatever. That's what you what you do. And there's still mm-hmm. a line there. And I'm talking to Ellie, and I'm look at look at this. There's whatever. So so there's two people that were behind us, and they, they just scoot past it. So now we got another full group in front of us. So I kid you not, if I said it was 
seemed like 20. It was a minimum of 15 minutes. I don't know. Where, where's where's Rachel and Lee? You extended your so, time. Then. So, oh. yeah. So, so now we've got two people in front of us, and Lee comes out, and he says, oh, yeah, they got in front of us, huh? Yep, yep. And Lee's kind of said, hon, we'll just, we'll get a rain check, whatever. So I'm going to go, where, where, the, where the hell is she? Where's Rachel? So I go in there. Now, keep in mind, it's a very packed course. It's crazy. And she's a nice person, but I go in there, and she had ordered a burger and fries, and because they're so busy, they oh, caught they caught whatever. And she's up there, and I'm like, "There's so now oh, another right. foursome is in front of us that you lose, and you should lose yours." Yeah, spot, you right? should. So I go out. Oh, I said, my God. "So Ellie had driven the car over," and I said, "Ellie, I'm making a decision here or not." And she goes, oh, "You're probably right." So, so I uh, so I uh, I go in, and they I got a and they were out of carts, so I got ended up getting a a, a rain check, and I'm just like. What, what, where, where are you where this doesn't, it's why you want to golf with the people you go with. Now, I understand if you want to avoid that, you go with four people, but oh. come on. That's and my story. When, when it's that busy, you're at the first hole and there's a line there. If you know by, at the turn that you want a burger and fries to take with to take with you on the 10th hole and not eat inside you call when she you're on the eight, inside you call when you're on the eighth hole you you well, hit they, and they you tee off signed. of the eighth and then you call in you phone in and they have it ready for you mm. so when you pick it up at your turn you're not sitting in it's the funny you say that because on hole six at the tee box they have a menu call this number mm-hmm. oh, oh. Right. No, Most, Rachel didn't do that rachel who was very nice by the way she just uh, didn't get it no but she wasn't you know so there you go. No, nice that story. that annoys me more than anything um, in sports is that the person that uh, you have approximately eight minutes from the time you get off of the ninth hole to when you should be teeing off on the tenth hole. Oh, it's, yeah. it's one one rotation of a person. Like you should be one group. You've got eight minutes. So if you want food, you're calling that in at least on the eighth hole. Most golf courses will have like a sign between the eighth and the ninth hole that says call ahead, you know, because if it's super busy, you've got to call at least a full hole before that. Mm-hmm. If you're if you don't do that, you're not yeah. getting food. And who Yeah. I it took it took both of them to fuck up. You know. He knew what he was doing, but he didn't correct her. Maybe he was afraid of her. <laughs> Maybe they're on the verge of, you know, splitting up. And he's just trying to listen. I don't know. How do you know this wasn't the first time that she allowed him out of the house? <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. So that's brutal. So we. Yeah, that's brutal. When two years ago, when the Brewers bowed out of the playoffs of the Braves, when they ended up winning the World Series, we we talked about having, you know, before the season, we would have said. Win the Central, make the playoffs, and bow out to the eventual World Series champs. That would have been good. We would have been very happy with that. We we talked about that. We did. But we also said, like, shit, the way that the Brewers went into the playoffs, they should have beat the Braves, Mm -hmm. and so we're sort of bummed out about it. That's right. So now, before the season starts, with what we know about the Brewers, off-season moves they've made, what would be a good season for the Brewers right now? So we can... Actually, look back mm-hmm. at the end of the season and say, "Okay, we said that this would be a success, so it is a su- success." So, for you, you guys both picked the Brewers to win the Central, but what do you think would be a successful season where you could walk away going, "I feel good about this"? Uh, my 
vision changes a little bit in the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Going because of in, the way they started? Because of the way they started. Okay. The way that, yeah. So going into the season, I would have said if they make the playoffs as a wild card, um, I think that's a successful season. Mm-hmm. If they um, are competing at least all season, um, because now like 96% of the National League make the playoffs. Uh, it's not as bad as like the 99% that, that the NBA is, but which don't get me started on their new playoff format or whatever it is. Yeah. But, um, you know, competing, getting that wild card spot, I would have thought that that was a success. Based on how they've started the season, the way that the young talent the young core has mm. started mm-hmm. and the experienced veteran pieces that they've put together have played uh for me it's not a success unless they win the division and nlcs at the least possibly a world making it to the world series like for, really? it, this is this is, i'm at a point now where just making the playoffs isn't going to be um successful to me like i they need to take that next step and they've got that young core right now that if they continue to produce and play well that they should now be starting on that like it's world series or bust Mm -hmm. type of thing uh so for me if it's not winning the division and making it to the nlcs i don't think it's uh a successful season okay i i can't argue with a lot of what you said um, and maybe some of what I'm going to say goes back to to a few minutes ago when I talk about our you know our 52, 53, or where where we're at. So that that can easily cloud things. I mean, I'm at a minimum of of winning the division, or if not win the division, you know, win 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 the wild card and, and move on. However you do it, I mean, you could you could you could lose the division by one game and be a wild card and win and move on. So you know, I think we're splitting hairs a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the question becomes to, to to your point, coach, about the. NLCS and a World Series appearance, really, if it isn't this year, are we better in 24 or 25? I would argue no. I would say this is the the, the bite of the apple that that you know the, you 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 know you you hear about. That Stern talks about all that that that, that, that he talks about the bite of the apple, yeah. and it's like you know, um, did did anyone expect the Braves in April, May, whatever? So. Do do we do it? And and if you have to have pitching and need pitching, I mean, we're we're a year out from this. Is when Hader was going to be gone. Okay, so we knew Josh Hader probably wasn't going to be a Brewer in twenty three, but we thought we were going to have him for all of twenty two. So, but 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 here is where I'm thinking, and 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 it's difficult to not be rose colored glasses Mm -hmm. because we know that we have had the talent on the field to be. A Braves team to be teams. There's not a whole lot that's separated us. I um, I would I want a at a minimum a playoff series win. But with that said, does it go downhill from there? And all we're looking at is okay. You know, you're you're you're. you're it's kind of like making the Sweet 16. You you beat one team that you beat the shit out of. You had another. Oh God, that was a 50-50 shot. And then you know you're out. And you know Sweet 16s are really what you remember if you're Belmont or something right. like that. So I um I don't think we're too much different, Coach. And boy, would it be nice to catch that magic in a bottle. But that's not what we're talking. What would be successful? 
I, 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 I guess I would be ultimately disappointed if we won one series and lost in the lost the in divisional. The yeah. Lost in the divisional. Right. So, so for what, you what do you think, NLCS? John? So, yeah, it's and I, and I and I hate to like even be influenced by like the the few games that I've that I've seen this year. Because if you would have asked me if we had done this podcast prior to the the opening day. I would have said just make just make the playoffs is good enough because we don't know what the fuck these rookies are all about. Yeah. It's great to be a highly touted rookie. It's all different. Look at fucking Keston Hira. You, you know how quickly that can change, yeah. right? Then you watch. I think Keston these- served my food the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll add something. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> you may have been on the beer cart when I was golfing in Kanata. Yeah, I know. Yep, yeah. Uh, were you going to say something about that, Justin? No, no, no. Okay, continue. okay. <laughs> um, but but then, then you yeah. see him play, and you see Garrett Mitchell play, and you see mm. Bryce Terang play, and you see Joey Weimer play, well, and it's and- like... So and and those All those guys expected. Well, well, but those guys have um, a track record in the minor leagues of grinding, of being successful at every level. Mm-hmm. Garrett Mitchell together, together, yes, and that's the thing. Together, Garrett Mitchell came up last year and showed flashes of what he could do. Mm-hmm. Um, Weimer was crushing everything that came at him in every. Bryce Terang feels like he's played in AAA for 17 years. <laughs> how, long been, been, how long have you heard the name? It's, right. it's been forever. He's got to be 39-year-old. <laughs> you know what? I, I looked back, and I'm fairly certain he's older than all three of us combined. Yeah. So, yeah. But but they've right. had, you know, it wasn't Keston Hero where he played in the minors for three years and got accelerated so quickly. Yeah. Right. And, and there weren't, right. like, and, and we knew Keston had, was a liability in the field. Mm-hmm. All of these other guys don't have... Quote weaknesses like we, they we are. He's got plus, a lot of swing and miss in his in his right. game. He could okay. be Joey Gallo. Okay. Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they got a lot of swing and misses. So does ninety yeah. percent of the professionals out there. Like right. they're, but he hits the ball and he crushes the shit out of mm-hmm. it. And um, you know, if he's not hitting home runs, he's hitting extra base hits. Mm-hmm. But he's a mm-hmm. plus defender, right? So yeah. if you have one metric that is a little off for him, he gets his outs by strikeouts. Mm-hmm. He can still bat two eighty and hit 30 home runs and he can strike out every other at bat and that's perfectly fine yeah but because i I saw a stat early uh like three days ago or something the brewers um are leading the league in defensive runs saved oh and um they are uh the the next closest team is the uh blue jays at like 13 less like it's the brewers in this elite level and then everyone else really they have like 28 defensive runs saved based on like the metrics of the way they're they're fielding as a playing defense they're playing defense wow awesome and it's a lot of the young guys that are doing it sure yeah so i mean that that changes it for me and it almost becomes like that in the this is probably too much, but you think about like like the Braves when when they won it when they had these just phenoms of Ozzy Albies and Ronald Acuna who I know was hurt during that time or whatever, mm-hmm. but these super talented young people who just like pull your team forward and yeah. pull the veterans like Freddie Freeman forward and all that, and now you get guys like 
Christian Yelich and Telez who have been around for a while, and are they energized by these young kids? They have three rookies starting for the Brewers any given day at right. second base, center field, and right field, which are pretty important positions. Mm-hmm. And a young guy, a super young guy behind the plate too, who's almost a rookie. Like, yep. does this just spark that whole team? And it's like, and, and Christian Yelich doesn't have to be have to worry about being the superstar anymore. He can get to back to like the basics of him back five years ago when Christian Yelich was the rising star. Right. You know, he can get back to that and not have to carry the entire team on his and, shoulders. And, and that's anymore. the thing. Do you do you, does Christian Yelich finally settle into that spot where I don't have to be MVP Christian Yelich anymore? Mm-hmm. I can just be the guy that they traded for, who was a really good outfielder and could hit leadoff and spray the ball around the field and doesn't have to hit 40 we, we home runs. We got, when we got Christian Yelich, we did not expect the 2019. Right. Hit. right. I, you know what? He exceeded I, all expectations. Right. I could. I would be confident and comfortable saying right now if Christian Yelich didn't play another, uh, another inning that the trade and his contract that he signed was completely worth his value that he's played already. I, like, I think we're playing on house money right now. I agree. Everything he does... For for the rest of his career, uh, is just the 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 sprinkles on top of the cake that Christian Yelich brought in. Yep, and and you can make the argument. Well, we could sign other stuff if we didn't have his contract. His contract his isn't contract that isn't, fucking big. It's not. It, it's not one of these mega deals. He signed for a hometown discount, yeah. and the pieces we but traded let's away. Let's not forget to, that. And right. Remember when we talked about Christian Yelich as a as a as a person, and you know who knows for sure other than maybe his family and him. Does Christian Yelich want to play as a Yankee? Does he want to play as a Philly? Does he want to be a Dodger? Mm-hmm. Or is Christian Yelich more of a Marlin Brewer fan base who's going to give, you know, I would say St. Louis Cardinals would be perfect because right. we, uh, you know, listen, the last couple of years at Christian, three years, it could have been very brutal in a lot of cities. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, absolutely. Has to, absolutely. he has to appreciate 100%. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, so I... It's changed for me a little bit. Yeah, I, I think I'm in line with you guys. Get in the playoffs for sure. Win a playoff series, mm-hmm. and then after that. By the way, I have to. I think it was the last podcast that I just caught a cl- clip of it where you mentioned, "Well, it's the Brewers, so you know a, a starting pitcher will go down for the year <laughs> in the first week." And what the hell happened? Fucking Brandon Walker. Yeah. No. Aaron Ashby. Oh, Aaron Ashby's done oh, for yeah. the year. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Ashby's out for the year. Woodruff's out for what thought was going to be a little bit. Now it's like leaning a little bit longer. A little longer. And, and and what the hell happens? 57-year-old Wade Miley comes in last night and pitches seven <laughs> yeah. shutout innings against the Padres with this yeah. daunting lineup. Like it, it, Miley and Terang are the same age. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> Terang can't grow a beard, but Miley's been growing that since right. he's 12. They, 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 exactly. they pulled Miley off yeah. a fan boat in Mississippi and said, here, can you throw a cutter? And they just put him out there. And he's, a, <laughs> he's got a riverboat like yeah. <laughs> And he, he was just fucked with Manny Machado. Ah, awesome. All right, so um, now we've seen a few a few games. What do you guys think about the pitch clock? Oh, I love it. Love it. It's so awesome. It's so great. I love it. Games are down a full I've, half an hour. I've got the in game in time. Twenty twenty one, the uh, average game was three hours and eleven minutes. Oh, it's so twenty twenty two is three hours and six minutes. Twenty twenty three so far, two hours and thirty nine minutes. We're cutting at least a half hour off these games. And that, and and that, and that and that's big. And I'll and I'll tell you. Um, I think we're going to talk about me at opening day against the Mets. That it, there are, there were two that I remember. Um, 
strikes that were called for batters not in the box. Mm -hmm. Different, I understand, but three, I think three, uh, three balls assigned to pitchers. And really? guess what? It didn't happen. You know, it's like it was so much quicker. You knew it, mm -hmm. and you don't. I mean, you you add. You know, just do the math, dud. At times, it's just painful, mm -hmm. especially in games that are oh. not moving too fast. Anyway, but yeah. you know, when when you have that pitch, I I love it, and you really are aware of it yeah. as a as a fan because you're watching it. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, seven, six, five, start you. Yeah, well, and, and doesn't it feel like MLB is finally getting with the fucking times? What other sport can you just arbitrarily call time? Anytime, anytime, anytime no. you want. A quarterback comes up and just goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Not comfortable, not comfortable. Time out. I got to go set back. Oh, I'm going to uh -huh. look over the defense. Yeah. Okay, now, 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 now I'm good. Yeah. And, and, that, and then that goes well beyond oh. any purist being being reasonable. It it, it, it just does. And the, and the throws to first base. There's, Again, how many times you have you had games where there is a an opposing team that has at least one, maybe two burners, where they are going to just go over and go over and go. I mean, uh, we've seen it. It's yep. why the rule is there. And it's like, dude, you're, you're slit your own throat by doing that. You have to, at the same time, be strategic about when you throw over. What is that going to do? Well, that's going to increase a half a step here lead and more stealing. Well, and, and we're seeing more runs scored per game. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing more, uh, what was it? There's a, a difference of about nine batters per game. Right now, with the shorter time period, I, I don't oh, know you're what seeing more batters? we're seeing more batters. There, oh, uh, interesting. There's it was the difference between I think it was like seventy one and seventy nine at bats really? per game, mm -hmm. um, per team. Or I, I don't I don't remember the exact numbers, but you're you're seeing more at bats, more um, um, more scoring, more stolen bases. Mm -hmm. that, that's you know. With with everything, pitcher only being able to throw over twice, larger bases, yep. that sort of thing. Um, but there's more action and less time. Yeah, it, it just it's yeah. I, I it, like it. I we can watch we can watch a West Coast game and not stay up till midnight yeah, watching. Right, it. right. And in general, half, half hour is big. And yep. That's a lot. Yeah, and in general, you get a lot done in a half hour. And <laughs> 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 in, in general, I don't I don't like rules where they like nine like, times. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just just doing the math. <laughs> yeah. About nine. About nine. About nine. nine. About nine. <laughs> Before or after the sandwich is made, you know. Fuck, you got time for a half time with some sandwich in there. I got in the kitchen and make me a pie. <laughs> Travis, you want to talk about knocking over Mark on an hour? Hold, hold on. There's one more thing that I want to touch oh, on. Oh, sure. With the what pitch do you clock. want to say? And, and it's only... Um, uh, it's a related thing to the pitch clocks. The uh, beer sales moving back to the eighth inning instead of the seventh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you get you get a full, full other inning to drink. Okay, what do we see on opening day in, in Miller pa American Family Field, Miller no, Park? Uh, it's Miller uh, Park. Opening Cleveland Indians opening Redskins on this podcast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> opening day, you get the guy that's standing in the middle of the concourse. Pissing all over the place. Yeah. Again, just drunk. He was, was probably from Minnesota. He was probably from Minnesota. His girlfriend got him a jersey. Yeah, if you haven't seen that, I look. I, 
when I went back to look at your TikTok, but it's been taken no, down. No, 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 it's not. Yeah. He was doing the rotating spray. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was <laughs> about a 45 degree. Uh, and he wasn't, he wasn't just standing there making a pile. He was just getting all of the concourse that he could. Just, <laughs> just, just like long I, I think, I think what thing. was going through his head at a 3.5 or whatnot, <laughs> I think he saw that he was initially creating too much of a puddle. So I think he was I think he was trying to not. He's trying to be courteous. He was trying to be courteous. He reminded me of a guy like with the ice shrinks in the winter oh you know, yeah that window and if you just spray in one area it's not even <laughs> like the guy holding on the infield that uh <laughs> cover it all oh, fuck. awesome travis you bowled into adonazio's wife <laughs> i never did get her name i had the uh i had the real fortune of being on the field for opening day in milwaukee uh, um a friend of mine way, way back, it was actually my, my sister's um, ex-boyfriend, no comments, but we stayed in touch. <laughs> and he'd gotten a hold of me two or three days before, and he says, yeah, new plans, I'm throwing out the first ball. So he got me on the field and whatnot, and, which was uh, another story for another day. It was really a great I had to talk to him in 13 years when he gave me a call and said, hey, buddy. Who the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like actually Wilson? Chief Master uh, Sergeant of the Space Force, pretty pretty, pretty big dude. And uh, and anyway, big baseball fan never misses um never misses a i don't know what you just said but <laughs> never misses a milwaukee opening day but we're we're on the field and um i'm with a bunch of military folks because they had a they had a contingent and i don't know about five to ten minutes before the opening pitch got thrown out mark ananasio brewer's owner and his wife had to be his wife later identified her positively as his wife came out she's in a blue and brewer outfit you know and she's a not 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 very big she's small i am big i uh you know i'm 240 pounds before the pizza you know and uh and i'm out there and um uh roger who was uh who was the person i was with is talking to man matt ananasio mark i said mark yeah i bet he was called matt at some point probably once or twice and um they're talking and you know, I just recognize I really shouldn't be standing like on the on deck circle, which is kind of where I was. <laughs> and I and I just back up and I hear, oh whoa! And I look back and it's this hundred pound Miss Ananasio. I said, I'm so sorry, and I kind of reached out, but I don't think I touched her because I'm like I knew who she was because I saw her with Mark. And and I just like back up and I go against the wall, and there were like these two people. One fellow was from the Marine Corps, the other was a recruiter from Air Force, great, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, if they were like one of you two guys or somebody else, I was like, you fucking believe I almost ran her over. And I couldn't even share the cool story because she didn't fall. I think I stepped in foot is what happened. I bet she clutched her purse really close to her when you right. bumped oh, into yeah. her. So, so, then I, so then at about the second or third inning, she got up to go wherever she went from row one right by the dugout. Botox. And I took I took a picture of her. I sent and I said, she looks okay. So she was not seriously injured. And uh, as I as I told the guys, if you pursue anything, it's civil. And I had no intent. I wasn't reckless. And what the hell was she doing within six inches of me? <laughs> well, what was she doing? That's, she, right. She's been on the field hundreds of times. I don't, you know, it's on her. Do you know who we missed out on uh, instead of... Uh, you know your your master sergeant space ranger Chief that master went on there sergeant, yeah yeah oh miss america was gonna go out there and throw out the first pitch because she's from wisconsin because she's from wisconsin hmm. so instead of seeing miss america on opening day throw out the first pitch being able to watch that uh, 
we have Travis. We get to see Buzz Lightyear. We get to see Buzz Lightyear and Travis <laughs> almost murder the uh, owner's wife. All right, All keep right. talking. All right, well, the so next we, thing we're going to do, we're about that time. We're going to do our fill in the list, and then we'll go to uh, statements never uttered. So I guess I have to stall for time a little bit while Travis runs to the bathroom for the third time. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah. If, if you hear water running in the background, that's not water. It's Travis urinating. Uh, so fill in the list is where one of us, uh, we rotate, we'll bring a, a trivia question, top five of something, and then the rest of us have to give it our best guess, and we keep tallies. So Justin, we are uh, three, six, nine, twelve. We are in our fourth rotation, the final number or the final person of our fourth rotation. Okay. Currently, uh, Josh, you and I are tied with Damn. sixteen points. Okay. Uh, Travis has fourteen. Okay. So this is the last rotation. So once I go and this is done, then we are all even and having okay. read the questions. So, so assuming I get, assuming none, you get I get something one, right, I'll be yeah, you will be taking the lead. Yeah. All right. So. Um, so while we fill this out, then Justin's going to rant about something. God, and you know what? I didn't play this very well because I had something that I was going to play here. So if you want to stall for like 10 seconds while I get this loaded up. How was your uh, bathroom break there, Travis? Well, well this light, it's this four or five. Um, Is it I'm running three pretty I'm good? More. I, yeah. All I had to eat today was okay, a couple burgers without a bun. So. Oh. All right. Here yeah, so ready. so uh, I, I needed to tee up my rant, and I, and I don't want to rant because uh, that's I had a rant, and I told you about it, and I'm not going to do that. I admonish I don't, you for the... Yeah, I don't think we actually uh, paid enough homage to Mike Leach, so I will give oh. a one-minute and two-second playing... Yeah. This is going to be tough because I'm going to be wanting to yeah, listen is, to yeah. this. Is this the marriage advice? No. So I I could do the marriage advice. Um, I'm doing the one-minute clip of him um, um, talking about his favorite candy. Oh, oh right. yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Give but, us a question. I'll try to so, ignore this while this God is happening. Damn, this isn't going to be easy. So the, my question is, in Brewer's statistics hmm. all time mm-hmm. of starting pitchers... Okay. Top five highest strikeouts per nine innings statistic. Mike Leach, legend. Here we go. He loves candy. We talked about on the broadcast how you hate candy corn. What's your favorite Halloween candy? corn. I mean, I completely hate candy corn. Um, <laughs> oh, when I was a kid, well, gummy bears. Let's see. Gummy bears for sure. Sour or regular? Uh, um, the, the, the airbo. It's got to be the airbo ones. And then uh, the other thing I like is uh, is when they used to have the, the uh, sprees in a box. Outstanding. You have to go to the dollar store to find it, but I do. And then the latest, the, the latest, you know, there's still candy innovation, although a while back I found that Europe had better candy than we did overall because <laughs> they have gummy everything. Then, uh, but the, um, the uh, can't think of a name. You know, they might leech in the background. <laughs> Seriously, which is new. Well, you'll get another we thirty seconds. You'll get an additional thirty seconds at least. All right. That was done uh, post-game. Uh, if you heard the band playing in the background, that's because they were singing Alma Mater. That was mm. what the uh, uh, 
uh, Mike Leach chose to speak about in his press or uh, post game um, comments. Mike Leach was just if you've never heard any of his stuff, um, his press conferences were fantastic. He went on a, a rant about um, uh, marriage, um, which is probably uh, well when I was training new employees, I would make them all listen to what Mike Leach had to say about um, about marriage. Um, he has one where he talks about um, who would win in essentially a battle royale of the Pac-10 mm. uh, mascots. That is something of legends. Um, Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is there a minimum innings with this that you know of? Um, based on what I saw of the list, uh, there wouldn't be that wouldn't come into play okay all right i think i have my five i can give it another couple of seconds only that uh if if you are having a bad day if you are uh not feeling so great you need to pick me up and tiktok isn't doing it for you um go to mike leach do a google search of mike leach uh interviews and there will be a ton of content in there that'll that'll lift the spirits and and get you back into a good mood. Hmm. Okay. All right. You go first. Let so me, hold on, let me pull up my thing here. All right. So the top five, top five strikeouts per nine, nine inning of starting pitchers. Okay. So I I went much more modern area because strikeouts are so much more commonplace now than they used to be. Mm-hmm. But I am going to say my my um, honorable mention because I. Fields is going to sneak in there. I'm going to kick myself. I My honorable mention, who I'm not putting in my top five, is Teddy Higuera because I know he struck out a lot of people. So here's my top five. Ben Sheets, K-Rod, Josh Hader, Devin Williams, Corbin Burns. Starting, starting pitchers. Starting Starting. Shit. Well, I fucked that up. Then I'm going to I'm gonna put Higuera. I'll take out K-Rod, Devin Williams, and I'll add Mike Caldwell. So, who did you have? Ben Sheets, Mike Caldwell, fuck. And then Burns and Higuera. That's only four because I put a lot of relievers. Burns and Higuera. Uh, You got one. Damn it. Why didn't I listen better? I'm an idiot. So, I somehow completely forgot one that I'm almost sure our one-year rental guy. Okay. How do you forget him, right? Cal Eldred, Woodruff, Sheets, Vukovic, and Burns. This is who I got, and I forgot. Tell me who he is. The Indians, Yankees guy. CeCe Zabathia. Totally forgot his name. Yep. But is he not on there? I feel He's bad. He's not on there. You oh. got, who did you say again? Eldred, Woodruff, Sheets, Vukovic, Burns. You got one as well. Who did I get? You got Woodruff. So number one at 11.55 is Corbin Burns. Yeah, I believe it. Well, Num- yeah. I got Burns. You've got Burns? Eldred, yeah, Woodruff, Sheets, Vukovic, Burns. He said Burns. Oh, I miss Burns. Then you got two. Okay. Okay. You got two. I'm an idiot. Uh, number two is Brandon Woodruff at 10.46. Number three, Giovanni Gallardo, 8.56. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number four, Marco Estrada, oh, wow. 8.45. For God's sake. Wow. Number five, Manny Parra. Manny Parra, 8.4. 8.4 strikeouts per nine. Number six, Starters. Jimmy Nelson. Oh, Number oh, seven, shit. Chase Anderson. And I'm worried about CeCe Sabathia. Number eight, Dan Plesak. Number nine is Ben Sheets. Plesak was a starter. He was a starter. 
Who was? What? Dan Plesak. He started. When? I don't know. When he but he's listed as only starters. Number he 10. He might have gone to the bullpen. Yeah. No. Number 10, Chris Capuano. Number 11, oh, Doug Davis. Oh, you, don't, you don't even you don't see Teddy Higuera until 12. No shit. So yep. two. Damn. Had two. I feel bad about not getting Gallardo because that was actually always the knock on him is that he couldn't go late in the games because yep. he would strike people out, but it would be like on 3-2 counts yep. and, and shit. When I looked at this, I was surprised that Ben Sheets wasn't in the top five. I'm stunned by that. Because that's, that's surprising. That. He, he was top ten, not top five. Wow. So as we sit after 12 weeks of this, Josh Miller is in first place with 17 points. And uh, Travis, uh, you and I are tied at sixteen. But you have we have one more to go though. No, mm-hmm. this is this is um, through a where full. Oh yeah, oh, we're we're, oh so, okay. we've all we've all read four times. Oh okay, okay. Well, what are we doing now? We are going to the statements number yes. yes, yep, mm-hmm. it's that time. So. As everyone probably knows by now, it's our favorite category. Statements never uttered are things that we believe have never been said in human history, unless under the most dire of circumstances or a complete and utter douchebag. I think I have a good one to end on. I can be the hammer unless one of you guys thinks you got a real good one. I think you always should be. You should always be the hammer. All right. Justin, you want to start then? I can start. Go. Uh, You know, I think ballpark beers are priced pretty fairly and in some cases are underpriced. (sighs) Not once. Never. Not even the minor leagues, by the way. No. Never. Uh-uh. Never. Okay. I was going to wait till fall to visit Chicago, but fuck it. Load up the car, honey. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you said the minor leagues, even spring training beers are astronomically priced. Are they really? What are yeah. they like? Like, they're not regular like ballpark. They're not. They're, they're, they're the ballpark price. They yeah, really they're like 12 are. or 13 bucks a piece. Jesus yep. Christ. That's so yeah, frustrating. All right. You all want to study for that astrophysics test? (sighs) Nope. (laughs) Nope. Did I I, miss the first part? Never uttered. You all want to study for that astrophysics? Thank you. (laughs) I missed you all, which was pretty important. That was pretty important. Thank you. All right. Uh, uh, This uh, was never overheard at the Buckhorn Tavern or uh, Chicken Chasers. I'm going to skip my usual uh, strawberry daiquiri today and have a Bud Light. I really like their marketing campaign. Ooh. Uh Uh-huh. 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 Never uttered. Never uttered. Someone that was in the Augusta area as recently as Friday with people that might have even come up. Oh, <laughs> It did come up. All right. Next. Dale, hold my beer. There's a roadside flower sale. <laughs> nice. Uh, what are those... The hostas. The, the hostas. <laughs> That's a fancy hosta. Yeah. <laughs> All right. By no liberal ever. I think I'll stop at just the one bumper sticker. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Josh. Oh, Thank you fantastic. for that. Yeah, I think I can fit a peace sign over here. On the <laughs> yeah, I got a little bit of the quarter panel left. <laughs> we're, we're, we're spelling diversity with a little stick man. And... All right. All right, Justin. Oh, I'm just looking for a wholesome, God-fearing woman with big boobs and a massive penis. <laughs> I don't know where that was 
going? Who's, I like the, hey, who's the minister of Little House in the Prairie? You remember that? Oh, fuck. Father Alden. Oh. I'm older. But I got to Father Alden say that. There's a lot, of, a lot of gender identity stuff in the 1870s. <laughs> All right. Follow me with this one. All right. Announcer at a women's pro bowlers event. Oh, Jesus Christ. Look at that fucking ass. <laughs> Followed by an announcer at a men's bowling event. Look at that fucking ass. <laughs> yes. Oh, good work. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, here we go. By no Catholic priest ever. Oh, mm. yeah. Too young for my taste. Yeah, there it is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. 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 All right. We'll oh. take a quick break after that to recoup. We'll be right back. No, I'll just say it when we're recording. Oh, okay. Well, now we are recording because I hit it too early. So go ahead. Uh, you, Travis. You would go too early. Hey, oh, uh, Travis, you, you wanted wait. to. <laughs> you were proud of that? that no. <laughs> no, that's not what I was waiting for. Oh. But that just. The. the yeah. Anyway, you know, Travis, you wanted to cover the NCAA women's basketball tournament. You want to? Yeah. So, um, first of all, I, I know that um, for our how many listeners do we have? Are we at three? Uh, I, I know three or my, four million. Oh, four million. Okay. Mm. So I, I know what I'm about to say. First of all, I'm going to keep this to five minutes or less, but I actually want to lay the groundwork for the next episode for more of an in-depth conversation because oh, I right. think it's I think it's really big. So sure. of um, women's sports? No, uh, yes, okay. but but because we um, this is not. Um, we support women's sports. We mm-hmm. have, and we've been very good. And there's nothing I'm going to say that if you are a reasonable person that you would take offense to. If you're not a reasonable person, you could take offense to to some of what I'm about to say. But please hear me out. Okay. So we have, um, with Title IX, this, this came to a head with me um, during the, the NCAA uh, tournament, the women's, which, of course, uh, you know, coincides largely with the um, with the timing and whatnot. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put this as succinct as I can. I got into watching the women's tournament this year. The person that I went to, Nathan, um, to the to the to the Southern Regionals, mm-hmm. is a big Iowa fan. He mm-hmm. says, "Have you seen this Caitlin Clark?" Oh. And I'm like. I've never heard her name. He goes, I'm not kidding you. Just go to YouTube and and search Logo 3s. And I watch Caitlin Clark, and I'm like, that is absolutely freaking amazing. So I kind of adopted Iowa, watched them, yeah, um, you know, got into, we were in Louisville, and Louisville's um, got a really good team. They have a player named uh, Haley Van Lith, L-I-T-H, whatever. So this, here is my point. Let this sport live up to its cap potential without just completely cramming down your throat that it's as good as the men okay there is i really appreciate so my wife and i every year we watch um we always watch the high school basketball tournaments we just like it and i prefer watching the girls quite frankly and i know that once you get to college or women's or whatever but that that's not lose track of a of a couple of things, and I think it's so much ESPN and and the, and the culture that we're in that you 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 it's easy to forget that it is 
not something that, unless you like it for other reasons, you are not watching Iowa women's basketball, the name, the team here, because of the incredible athleticism that you can see watching the men's. It is different. Let people organically just appreciate how far women's basketball and women's sports in general have have come. Title IX, as much as my views on a lot of things would not be for that type of thing, I think it's really good because what does Title IX do? It does give leadership skills. It does put you in sports that, that, that you will have lessons. But don't tell me that I have to fill out a bracket or I should feel bad for not filling out a bracket for the women's <laughs> tournament. Why? Because it's a different world. Vegas casinos, a lot of casinos will not take bets on the NCAA. There are 11 times more brackets filled out for men's and women's, and I think that's, I I didn't even know they had brackets until whatever. Mm -hmm. So an LSU player, um, as recently as two weeks ago or three weeks ago, she, she turned down an invite to the White House for the first lady because Joe Biden apparently didn't pick LSU in his women's bracket, which, again, you know, I think that started with Obama, and I think they took some heat because he only did men's bracket, whatever. So it's like, let's recognize that at the end of the day, you will support what you want to support. It is not the same level of play. Mm-hmm. I think I've watched... Uh, college softball, women's college softball, before I watch college baseball and stuff. I, I, I like mm-hmm. that, but just let me choose it. And don't constantly, during men's games, scroll the scores of, yeah. of the women's game. And so this is, I, I, want to, I want to talk about a topic because I know it can be a, a hornet's nest, but you can't have it both ways. You can want what's best for these athletes because they try, obviously, as hard. They, they do that, but... I got news for for the people who don't think so, but there are physical differences between men and women. And if you're in a sport where speed, jumping, quickness matters, Mm -hmm. it's a different game. Mm -hmm. So there's a hundred things I would like to to say about it, but I just want to get out there. It's just this constant, tell me why I'm an asshole for not watching a, a women's game when I can watch, you know, North Carolina v. Clemson or something like that. And these, so. I, I, I think what, maybe i'm i'm hearing from you is places like espn or cbs who carry ncaa basketball should probably understand that because you're a fan of men's college basketball that doesn't mean you're automatically going to be a fan of women's college basketball right like if you like men's college basketball for whatever reason you're probably not going to like the women's college basketball but if you gravitate naturally toward the the women's college game you have your own reasons Mm -hmm. and not because oh they're telling me that this is also on right and And, and i know i have my soapbox but i just want to add one thing so they do the tournament to where they have saturday and monday are the the men's final four Mm -hmm. and friday and sunday for the women which means they're the only game in town if you're watching Mm -hmm. college college sports i will i would rather watch to watch an actual basketball game, name the 250th and 300th ranked men's team versus Tennessee and UConn for women's because mm-hmm. it's just a, it's a different which level. We can see based on the viewership, there were, oh. there were 9.9 million viewers that watched Iowa and LSU, which is a uh, hundred for, for women, which is a hundred percent higher than the. Um, previous record for the national championship which is like 4.6 million viewers Hmm. 
the men's game on Monday night was the lowest rated championship ever. Really? They had 14.69 million people huh. watching it. So, so there were still yeah, and I, and 4 million more people yeah. watching it. And game. let me add one more thing. And they're creating things. And this was addressed. Have you seen any of the handshake line controversies? There was oh, a punch yeah. in one game. And this Haley, Haley Van Lith, this Louisville, who is doing the NIL transfer report. And they got into this relatively innocuous exchange of... It was... Mm-hmm. You know, it, it crossed some lines. But she... she you know, it's like they want to show. Here's what I took from it: men are aggressive. Oh no, men are aggressive. Well, let's make women just like men. Yep. And hey, so they exchange some yo bitch, whatever, some 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 vulgarities towards each other, and that's what they prop up because they want to show that women are oh, as tough and as combative as men. And, 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 and they did that with the Angel Reese with LSU yes. and Caitlin Clark too in the national championship when yeah. when the when LSU went up to like an insurmountable lead and she does like putting They're her hands face. over you her face saying you can't yeah. see me type of thing and they made it into this big like oh that was so disrespectful let's bring news and the, the let's bring attention morning, to it's it. And it's every, like whatever it's like it's let them. They, it, it's oh so different God. than anything LeBron James did the say, night before you in the NBA. NBA game like it was nothing, but they, they needed clearly, a big diff. They yeah. clearly seized on that and clearly wanted to show people. Here's another reason you should watch the women as much as the men's because they're just as combative and they're just as competitive and, and they swear at each other too. And uh, come on. And so they they try they're trying to push this down your throat to like you yeah. need to watch this, but there are two stars. Uh, I, I'm gonna say stars. They're good basketball players. The the Cavender twins. The Cavender twins. Cavender from Miami. twins from Don't get Miami. me started on them. So Haley and Ham. Right. So they're they're a part of a team that made it. I think to the, Miami made it to the Sweet Sixteen and uh, and women's eight, basketball eight. Oh, final or the Elite Eight. They got beat up before eight. Yeah. Right. So they're juniors. They're foregoing their senior seasons not to go play in, in the WNBA. They're going wrestling. to like they're wrestling. They're wrestling. They're they're going to the WWE, oh. which shows you how insignificant and how uh, terminal the uh, NCAA women's basketball is because they're not even wanting to go professional in their own sport. They're going to do this other marketing thing so mm. they can make a bunch of money. They're because from, there's they're from nothing. Fresno and they yeah. had their pick of schools and it's this big thing. Uh-huh. And they they've are, got a big TikTok and fu- uh, uh, Instagram. And they, thing. Are literally multimillionaires because of their their TikTok views, and so this is NIL a different approach. But what it yeah. shows is good for them for being able to do that. But you never you never had your your men's stars having to think about the W right. E E. You think so? Right, nailed right. it. Right, you yeah. you hmm. your your top stars in in men's. And I college may, basketball I, is they're they're looking at the NBA yeah. and I'm they're and looking I, at professional their sport not what they can do uh, because of their looks or body image and I may or may not have seen some Instagram post of the Cavender twins in Miami and it is not probably what the NCAA wants. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, so good. Well, but I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, be the, before our next one. I'm gonna kind of throw this out because I think it's okay. such a, I think it's such an important thing because I think what it does is it does it just dis, a disjustice to injustice to these athletes who I really actually support. Mm-hmm. Just don't tell me that I have to like it yeah. as much. Market as it for game. the market it for the right reasons. And they're and they're yeah. and they're getting out in front of their skis, of course, and. Yeah. 
guess what? Next year is probably not going to have 9 million viewers because nope. you're not going to have Caitlin Clark. Right. Okay. Here well, we well, no, Caitlin Clark is going to be back next year because the, well. w, the WNBA has a rule that you have to be 22 years old before you can join them. Oh. So they're, they essentially force players to go four and, years in college. And Caitlin Clark does not have and either the appearance or well, the mindset to be a Cavender twin. Hmm. That's true. All right. Okay. Good topic. Dumb and arrogant athlete quote. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Love this. Uh, we'll start with a dumb one. Something that somebody said that was really dumb. Justin, did, do you want to start? Or you want, I can start. Did on this somebody one. talk about John Madden and running yet? Uh, I was going to mention John Madden, but there's a lot of John Madden quotes right. to get to on this one. So I have two ahead. dumb ones just in case mm-hmm. one of these were said already. Okay, go ahead. Uh, John Madden. Uh, he's a guy that when he runs, he moves faster. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I'm literally one. looking at a list of 20 John Madden quotes, and I can't decide which one to pick. Right. So, good. I'll just pick this one. Um, here's a guy. Here's a guy who puts who when he puts his contacts in can see better. Oh Jesus Christ! By the way, John, what, John oh. there, there are people who like reminisce about John Madden and how great it was to listen to him call a game. Oh, I, I, like it. I when I, he was with Pat Pat Summerall, Summerall I hated it. Was it. Painful. It was because Summerall was in the bag the entire time. Right, completely well, hung over. Like and and Madden, can, yeah, and the Madden was. I mean, like half if of this would, stuff was just mumbling and grumbling right. and moans and. Well, when I was watching games with Denny and Troy, I, I didn't like him a bit. And I'm like, he's perfect for the really stupid sports fan, but he was a football coach. You, right. How could he possibly oh. be as dumb as he sounded? A right. Hall of Fame coach. Uh, yeah. That, too. And, and <laughs> Super 70 Sports, the Twitter that we love so much, uh-huh. reminisces about Madden all the time. I'm like... Don't you forget know how much stupid it's, stuff he said. It's like it's it's caught because the Super Seventies guys are between our age group. So Super Seventies guys, my age. Is it your age? Yes, he well, is. So He's you're they're reminiscing about John Madden, and I'm guessing there's a little bit of that nostalgia of PlayStation and the John Madden For football sure. games and all of right. that type of stuff. And right, I'd and, rather listen. And the to guy's it. from Chicago, so he's an idiot. I, but. <laughs> I'd rather li- I'd rather listen to Romo any day of the week, who can be annoying as fuck, but at least he knows what the hell he's talking about. Man, I swear to God, no, didn't anyway. And and can I say RG three too? With he his he doing color now. He's doing color commentary, he? and he is a walking. That's what she said. He is a walking. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Really? Look up some of the RG three oh. stuff. It's oh. fantastic. He's oh. good. I love it. Oh, nice. And good. he does, I think he does it intentionally. It's pretty oh, good. It's even better. better. Yeah. Yeah. Get away with it. Yeah. Al Travis, you got a dumb quote? I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a rebel. Okay. I'm just going to say, fuck you guys. I'm not doing a dumb athlete quote. I'm doing a dumb run of the mill person quote. Oh, okay. All right. Because I came across it. And okay. It's too good to pass up. And he say, fuck you, Joe Boo. I do it myself. Nice. Not to miss, not to mince words, Mr. Epstein. But we don't like your boy sound. Groups are out. Four-piece groups with the guitars particularly are finished. That was Dick Roll. He was evaluating the Beatles, the Beatles. in 1962. Oh, yeah. Yep, that was pretty dumb. Wow. Whoops. His, his title was uh, New Talent Director from Decca Records. Yeah. So, Ooh. Yeah. No. Oops. Decca Probably Records. not in business anymore. Decca Records went out of business shortly thereafter. Yeah. <laughs> so. I... 
All right, arrogant. The Zlatan Ibrahimovic arrogant <laughs> athlete quote. Uh, uh, mine uh, comes from Kawhi Leonard. Hmm. Uh, I don't really have a favorite player to guard. I guess somebody on the bench who doesn't play. It's easier to guard them. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Fuck you. That's a, yeah. <laughs> I want to guard that guy. I want to guard the white guy. Uh, I want to guard the white guy at the end of the bench. That's great. <laughs> Have you ever heard the, the, the stories about Kawhi Leonard, by the way? Mm-mm. He's an interesting kind of cat. I think you kind of get behind him a little bit. He doesn't seem like the, like, like overly, like, whatever. He seems yeah. very quiet on the court. But apparently, like, whenever he's out there and he'll, like, grab a rebound, he'll, like, say quietly to himself, he'll grab a rebound, Birdman. Birdman gets paid. And, like, <laughs> like, he's just speaking quietly to himself about... Is he a Zach Granke of NBA? He might. Like, a little bit quirky, a little bit weird, I, I, like, a little bit off about I think him. he might be. I, I want to do a little more research because I was telling Jack when we were watching the game the other night, like, you know, it's high intensity and he's just like, Kawhi Leonard's fucking good. Yeah, like, he he's really fucking good. Yeah, but you is. never see him, like, you know, mean mugging and all that kind of shit. Mm-mm. I think Kawhi Leonard's a little bit kind of out there, much like that's Granky. I, I should do a little bit more research for for next episode, but I I think we add Kawhi Leonard as a topic for yeah. The next episode. Can you just Birdman gets paid? Birdman gets paid <laughs> and just grabs a rebound. Like what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Brooke Lopez right next to him. Like, what right, the hell did yeah. you just say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all right, well let's let Travis. Oh, now he's That's back again. Six. <laughs> All right, so these lots of there's not a water bitch. leak going on here. Yeah, it's like a HIPAA violation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so right around Christmas time, Zlatan uh, tweeted a picture of himself after a workout, naturally shirtless, and just that's looking, where I do my best work. Exactly, looking exactly like you would expect a Zlatan post-workout pic to look <laughs> like. And he says, "Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to you and your wife." Was this just... This was last Christmas. Oh, yeah. It's just genius. I love him. And I I hate people like that, but I love him. He just crosses all... Yeah. All the orders. Genius. And you know he would say it right to your face if you're standing there with your wife. Oh, 100% he would. Love that guy. Uh, Can we please... we got to have our... I know oh. the first one wasn't that good, but I got I got an actual arrogant athlete mm. quote. Thank you. God is being disciplined. <laughs> this one potentially has been stated, but given Chicago, I'm gonna fucking say it again because I don't care. <laughs> Remember Lee Elith, Cubs manager from Look. I don't know thirty years ago or say whatever. Say his name again. Lee Elith. E L I A. No. Huh. Lee managed the Cubs. Look it up on your cordless uh, workbook there. <laughs> Anyway, he was talking about Cubs fans in general. He said, 85% of the world is fucking working. The other 15% come out here, meaning to Wrigley. And as someone that's been to Wrigley, and I think we all have, it is the world, it's the world's largest bar. There's six, yeah. there's six good fans, and they're all in their 80s. Yeah. They storm Normandy, and just one hour. But the rest yeah. of these assholes, they watched three pitches. Yep. Right. Yep. And they're the assholes, by the way, we talked about this before, the guy that's, you know, they got all the buildup. You can tell you haven't been to too many games. Uh-huh. You know, you're you're home, which means you're you know your pitcher is the first to throw a pitch, and it's a strike. <laughs> yeah, it's like whoa, where where uh, are you in the fourth uh, inning? Yeah. <laughs> okay, 
Yeah. So fuck Chicago. I just want to fuck Chicago. <laughs> That's a gutsy thing to say to like your employer in your city. And I don't think they had the best years <laughs> during this. Right. Uh, right. Okay. No, that's literally the unemployed were the only people in the blue because they all played day games. Then, like, who the hell's going to come out to see a shitty team? That it was just fucking drunks and yep. unemployed people. All right, we got to go off on Rogers, and as we always do, he's finally going to be gone. As Packer fans, how are you maybe in, I think we need to. Uh, he will talk about the itinerary heading. See you in hell, Rogers. See you in hell, Rogers. See is, is you what I put. in hell. Yep. God. So you said, <laughs> assuming he's going to be gone, he's going to be gone. He's it wouldn't so surprise me if it's after the draft, though. Uh, it's so it, it sounded like when he went on Pat McAfee, there was framework a framework already agreed upon for this trade. Like the Packers and the Jets had this agreement already, and it was just mm-hmm. you know crossing the T's, dotting the I's. Then he had to open his fucking mouth and said when i went into this dark cave i was 90 percent retired which said to the jets oh wait maybe we shouldn't give up the oh. number 13 pick and let's go back on this a little bit and which right. is how now created the issue that's going on Did, leave it to fucking aaron Rodgers to open up his mouth and create some sort of issue didn't again. he put a little leverage in the jets hands to say like this guy's not playing for the packers slightly like, so so, sit there and right. fine. Slightly. We're not giving you this. Like he's you not going to play for you. Don't think and that the Jets don't recognize they're playing with the devil, and don't think they don't recognize their situation. Right. Because even if they're higher, higher up, there are people that are smart enough to say, "Do we want to do this? Holy shit, we kind of have to, right? Do we though? Mm-hmm. Kind of have to." Well, and that's that's but, where but the leverage. There there is no one in the league with a brand that doesn't know who this fucker is, and they mm-hmm. like him less than we do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they know him and they have the inside scoop on him. Yep. Uh, and these keep you know the Packers have all the leverage in this trade because it will cost them less to just sit him on the bench. Say you know what you can just sit at home and it's not and it's not going to it's going to cost us less than if we traded you right now. The Jets have nothing. They have Zach Wilson. The the Jets the yeah. Jets are looking at Zach Wilson right now. They've got nothing, and unless they're going to give up two first rounds at least and a hundred and seventy million dollars guaranteed money for Lamar Jackson, uh, they've got Aaron Rodgers or nothing. And their fan base, and more importantly, their general manager and their coaching staff is not going to outlive the season if they don't have Aaron Rodgers as their starting quarterback. So the Packers can sit back and just say, and they know it's it. that first round pick or nothing. I don't. I think you're I don't, right. I don't think they're going to get that one. They might do a swap of first round picks and some, yeah, and a first round next year and a second round this year, um, contingent Ooh. upon Aaron. Right. My my gut says it's going to be a swap of the first rounds this year, mm-hmm. a second round this year, and the conditional second round pick next year. If he comes back, it'll become a first round. I see that if, but if that if, if what you're saying is true, and I know nothing about this stuff. If what you're saying is true, the Jets are like, oh fuck, why hasn't it been done already? Because they're they're going to keep because they're going to keep holding out, hoping that the Packers blink first, thinking they don't want fifty million dollars of dead money sitting there. Which if they trade them, it's fifty million dollars 
right now. If they hold uh, yeah, hold on to right. it past June 9th, it's thirty million dollars this year and twenty million dollars next year, and that's a lot more workable. When you know, Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay, he's not the starting quarterback. He right. won't play another down in Green right. Bay. Right. So what what does it matter? The Packers have to pay him fifty million dollars anyway if they hold on to him until the start of the season or until June 9th. It's it's uh, split between two seasons, and it doesn't hurt as much. The Jets have this year, or there's going to be a lot of heads rolling in New York. And if there's one thing that we see, it's the general manager and the coaching staff is going to want to pull that trigger and make the playoffs this year. Uh, otherwise, they know that they're out of jobs. I, I mean, it's going to happen. I'm surprised that the owner who has flew out to mm-hmm. talk with them hasn't like said, just do it. Do you know I, what I mean? I'm, that, that surprised me a little bit. Just the fact that they haven't it blinked yet. What? It doesn't because look at the ineptitude of the New York Jets. They're, they're but isn't entire, that the better play, though, is to wait them out, to try to wait the pass? Because there's no rush at this point, right? right? That's the, it's the better play. Yeah. But ultimately, it's they're going to concede to what the Packers are, are offering. Or what what the Packers want. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of whether or not they do it accurately, whether they do it correctly. Like if if they were the if the Jets think they've got the upper hand, it'll be a week, three days before the draft when this trade happens. Yeah. Um, because there's there there really is no rush to get it done until the draft. I mean, right, honestly, there if they're if yeah. they're swapping if they're swapping first round picks, they're the. The, the people that they're scouting at 13 isn't going to change at 15. Yeah, right. Uh, even Or they're not going to, if they're giving up that first round pick, um, it's still not changing who they're drafting in the second round. Yeah. So there's, there's really no rush to get it done. But if it doesn't get done before the draft, this might be an epic failure for the Jets. Before the draft? Before the draft. Isn't that an epic failure for the Packers because they don't get that draft capital to help Jordan Love now? I, they, they've got Jordan Love. Jordan Love is going to be the quarterback this year. They're going to and they're and Jordan Love's going to be the quarterback in twenty twenty four. They're going to pick up that fifth year option on Jordan Love. It's not. Uh, they're, they're, the Packers are playing it in the long game. The Packers have no expectations of competing this year. They their expectation to compete is next year. Hmm. So I, I think, and and the Jets are the complete opposite. They need to compete this year. Um, the the uh, the AFC East the yeah. AFC the AFC East is good. Yeah. Uh, if they don't have Aaron Rodgers, they will finish last place in the division. Um, all of the pressure is on New York. Um, and if that means that the Packers get this trade done after the draft and they get a first-round pick next year and some supplemental stuff, um, that's going to help Jordan Love just as much as a first-round pick this year will. Okay, fair enough. Anything else on Rodgers? No. Good. Plus, he's still a cockwalloper. He's a fucking douche. All right, Brucevus. This is our derivative of Festivus where we bitch about something in sports where we have a problem with you people. Travis, you got one? Alabama basketball fan. Oh. Oh. Which we all you know saw... what happened, right? No. Mm-hmm. With the shooting and their... Oh. Yeah, one of the players like mm-hmm. is under investigation for murder, right? Well, yeah. Well, but... well, one of them have been facilitating like giving the gun to the person, too. Who happens to be the number one uh, ranked mm-hmm. player in the oh, nation. Oh, right. yep. Whose name I'm... Yeah. So, I had a little bit of slice of Alabama fan... 
Um, everybody's heard about their football fans. Sure. Um, and he usually doesn't go any deeper in the Iron Bowl, but you just know. I mean, listen, they've, they've owned college football, and their history is, well, you put them in anybody's top three. But once you know it, they had a really good basketball team. Mm-hmm. And then you have this event take place in Tuscaloosa. And I can only imagine the layers of, of cover-up in the city where, oh. you know, oh, yeah. listen, we know football runs it, but it's like, oh, boy. Yeah. I would rather have a really good NCAA basketball team than probably your your rowing team or biathlon or something like that. So it, it does mean something. So we were in, now that I can remember the four teams that were there, Creighton, they're the Blue Jays, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Creighton, San Diego um, State, Princeton, Alabama. I nailed them, right? Yep, Got you did. Him, right, you did. Out of those four teams, we were neutral because we didn't have a team in the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, if I said that because in the Saturday, yeah, it would have been. No, it was the games were Saturday and Monday. Okay. And um, so you had all four teams. 70 to 75% was Alabama. Mm-hmm. And the other team split 25%. That's how big it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and they were kind of closer, you know. San Diego State had a long haul, Princeton, but yeah. Anyway, but, but they didn't do anything, you know, demonstrative or whatnot. They were in the bars, we were there, but they they kind of took over in a way that you'd want your fan base to. Mm-hmm. But I will ask this do you really know what happened in your team and what you're <laughs> what they're doing? I, I don't know. How would I be? How would I be as a Badger fan that's just say we had a good basketball program again? Would I be one of them? Oh, fuck, maybe I would be. So that's it, it's a more of a it's more of a moral check. It's like, but this guy here's the problem with it: the guy that's involved in the homicide is still your best player on the court that mm-hmm. day. I think that would cross the line for me. I know it would cross the line for me, um, and it would be such a shit sandwich because the other players on the team that had nothing to do. Yeah, are you looking up the name? Oh uh, yeah. So we were we were. In the in the game one, we had an Alabama fan behind us, and as you know, they got beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, he was, I think, Alabama fan. And every time this player touched the ball, who's God, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. It was uh, they are demonstrative and not Big Tenish. Let's just say that. Yeah. You know, there was a fourth Alabama player that was also at the shooting. Oh, that, that, yeah, it was. But who's their number one player, buddy? Who's their so when I, you say I bring demonstrative, the topic up, but I can't come up with, huh? When when you say he was this fan was demonstrative, he was just he was that guy. He was okay. just so fucking intense. But just I mean, like um, every foul was not a foul if it was oh. Alabama, and every time someone breezed by someone as a foul, he he was an idiot. Brandon yeah. Miller, thank you, Brandon Miller, mm-hmm. and and Brandon's going, you know, he's he's lottery pick, right? Mm-hmm. Might be the first pick, mm-hmm. but Brandon Miller was part. Of this really yeah. nasty case, yeah, and he's not just like no. So, so they what, what, what is that? So you, you have probably failures at the coaches level, probably at the uh, probably at the um, um, athletic directors level, probably the SEC mm-hmm. person. There's probably people that could have kept him out, but it also means millions and millions of dollars to what? Because do you really are you going to sit the guy that's that's, that just shows where you're at. It, yeah. It's what makes the, you know, oh, the no so, credibility at all. And, yeah. you know, well, and, and how 
completely tone deaf and and stupid Alabama basketball is. And I was trying to think of what this was, and I I just looked it up. There was a celebration or something that was kind of yeah. So with, oh, with in the, the pregame and, in the pregame gesture when the when uh, Miller yeah. came out and one of the teammates patted him down. Yeah. In pregame. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody fucking got shot and killed got, as yeah. a result of some of your basketball. Players. And the, and the Cavender twins got jammed up for some kind of comments or something that was just like trivial right I yeah mean, they're 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 and i don't <laughs> i don't right. like their act but is there we, any we that it was gang violence is there anything about the university of alabama which is an oxymoron to begin with the <laughs> university of alabama that that makes you think that they would put academic or moral standards no. above oh, athletics no. come no on what way. else do they have so right. why does it surprise you nobody would be surprised if it was a football player so why in hell's name why in god's name would you have a uh, uh, not think they do the same for basketball. Yeah, right. Sta- statement never uttered. I have an astrophysics degree from Alabama University. Yeah, right. Yeah. Although well, Huntsville, Alabama is Rocket City. It is. Say, yeah. Yeah. True yeah. story. I've been yeah. there. Yeah. My Almost family vomited there. By the way, doing a. <laughs> You're what? My family's from there. Huntsville. My mom's family. Oh, there you yeah. go. Huntsville area. Uh, okay, my Bruceavis. Figured you had a little Alabama. Of course man. I did. Yeah. Uh, my Bruceavis is the NFL Draft Combine, and why the fuck people still pay attention to the why? NFL Draft yeah. Combine? That's got, yeah. do, we really, do we really care how high yeah. a quarterback can do a vertical leap? No. And they televise this stuff? Yeah. Who the hell watches the NFL it's Combine? It's still a money grab. It's still a money grab. Yeah, and, yeah. and they make offensive linemen run 40-yard dashes. Some dude, like, pull his hammy oh, bat on it. I like. Know. It's, what uh, is the what, what are we doing? Uh, was it the, the Packers front office didn't have anybody there? So they they said oh, we can well review the tape of everything. That's yeah, it's all recorded. We can just watch the tape. Right. Somebody I maybe it was Sports Illustrated or somebody like years ago did an article about the draft combine and everybody who's there they never give their names. It's all like one NFL executive. They're mm-hmm. like we don't care about any of this. It's don't. an excuse to get together and. Uh-huh. And, and whatever. It's a party. Yeah. Like, they don't care about what these players do. And yet, I think the interviews a, do do something. The, the interviews probably do, do yeah. for sure. But you could interview them on their pro days because most of the big names don't even go there. They, they do don't. their own it's pro work, days. It's a work conference. Right. Exactly. It's just... Yeah. And we've all yeah. been to a couple of work conferences. I went to one once. Yeah. Do anything. Yeah. So all right. I can barely see you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Justin, Bruce of us? Uh, so mine... Mine teeters on a very, very thin line between bringing your kids out to sporting events and getting them involved in athletics early and seeing the professionals versus bringing your kids to an athletic event, ignoring them and the destruction that they cause in the stands while watching the game. I I recently, and as recently I mean Saturday... Uh, experienced this firsthand of a sporting event in which two fathers brought their two middle school aged or younger children like late elementary school early middle school uh, kids to a soccer match Hmm. which is all well and good and these kids were obviously into or played soccer the two fathers sat on the end and they just talked to each other the entire time while these two kids um, on their phone no, they were uh, screaming at the highest pitch that you could possibly scream, like blood curdling. Oh. Um, they were wrestling with each other, kicking oh. the backs of uh, of seats. Oh. Um, when oh. a ball would get headed, they would like scream at octaves that would shatter oh. glass. And the the 
parents, the two fathers that were there, um, were completely oblivious to everything that was going on. So my Brustavis is the uh, bringing kids to a game and not... Not policing. Not them. policing them. Yes, that's a good. That's a good. Nice tip phrase. Uh-huh. Uh, it uh-huh. took me several times, like turning around and staring at the kids, giving them that fatherly look of, "If you don't fucking stop right now, I'm ripping the vocal cords out of your throat." <laughs> and then one of the fathers to you know pull out of the hemp discussion that they were having mm-hmm. um to look over and say hey 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 you know what you can cheer and root but maybe not with the screaming mm. fuck off i would be so embarrassed if my kids did that one time right like shrieked one time like not right again my my kids were were roughhousing a little bit and it was within reason until it got to a point where it wasn't and then i grabbed one of them by the collar sat them back down in the chair and said <laughs> this is a sporting event we're here with other people around you're we're, bothering them we're now. paying a fuck ton of money to be here right so focus on the game you can play and you can interact with your other sibling that's here uh while watching the game but when you start squelching at octaves uh, that mm. no human should ever have to listen to. No, it's a parenting issue. I can, I can picture issue. both those dads. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I bet you can. I, and they're both suburban Minneapolis dads. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed they are. I don't know where... Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, God, don't... Uh, mm. Yeah. Were they in molting season? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, uh, they were layered in Patagonia for sure. Knew it. Knew it. <laughs> All right, we got to do an anti-brucelist. We're going to pause because I finally have to use the bathroom. We'll be right back. Yes, me too. All right, we are back and we're going on to our anti Brustavis. Um, I can start this one if you guys want. Um, something that makes us happy about sports because we get really bitter on here and negative and we want to talk about happy stuff once in a while. So yeah, mine is the great Tony Gwynn. Ah, completely unappreciated. Probably even in his time, he was unappreciated because he played for San Diego and yep. they were pretty shitty back there in the day. So I'm just going to throw out a couple of couple of Tony Gwynn stats. So last year, the NL strikeout leader was Kyle Schwarber. He struck out 200 times last year. You're going to go to a career strikeout, aren't you? The American League strikeout is uh, Eugenio Suarez, 196. Hmm. Tony Gwynn struck out. During the 90s, one entire decade, 188 times. No Jesus way. Christ. Yes. No way. <laughs> yep. Struck out less times in a decade than those two guys struck out in a year. Now, everybody knows that uh, Greg Maddox is probably the best right-handed pitcher uh-huh. of all time. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So here's... Some might say Roger Clemens, but... Well, Greg Maddox won more Cy Youngs and didn't take steroids. Yeah. And he's a nicer person. He's a nicer person. So here's what Greg Maddox said. If a pitcher can change speeds, every hitter is helpless, limited by human vision, except for that fucking Tony Gwynn. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what he said. Here's the stats of Tony Gwynn against Greg Maddox, yeah. who I think won seven or six, somewhere in there, number in there. Cy Youngs. Yep. Plate appearances, 107. Tony Gwynn came up against... That's a lot of times. A lot of times. His batting average, 415. Mm -hmm. No way. 415. I've seen these stats. How many times do you think he struck out against Greg Maddox? Zero. Zero. Mm -hmm. Never struck out against Greg Maddox 
who was a fucking sorcerer on the mountain. That mm-hmm. might be one of the more amazing stats mm-hmm. I've heard. Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox, who could move a baseball like, who was known to intentionally miss on 2 2, so he could throw his change up on 3 2 because he knew he was going to strike out. Yep. And just unreal. And, and Tony Gwynn owned him. Owned him. That fucking. That's unreal. Amazing. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. That is a great. And, and, and I think that that's like the, the tip of the iceberg on Tony Gwynn batting stat. Mm-hmm. Stats. It's it's unbelievable. So yeah. unappreciated in his wow. time is still unappreciated now. That's great because his kind of game That's is not really is not played anymore. Like mm-hmm. he, nobody hits like that anymore. It's all elevate like lift angle and yep. and all that and strikeouts don't matter anymore. You so, know, a generation earlier, he always reminded me of Rod Carew. Sure. Mm. Yep. Justin, you got an anti Bruce Fist. What makes you happy about uh, sports? I, I I'm bringing it back a little bit to uh, a conversation that we had. You're gonna no. Was, Let's yep. not search that the web. Nope. <laughs> uh, mine comes back to Wisconsin sports stars and <laughs> their understanding of the community and being a part of it. So we we kind of talked about Yelich earlier about how um, things would be different if maybe he was in New York or L.A. It would definitely be um, different. You know, embracing that Wisconsin is small town and doing the things that. Um, um, endear you to the community, whether it's Yelich and sticking around after the game for the uh, little girl that was uh, behind home plate with a sign that said, "This my you know my bucket list," uh, um, getting something signed by Yelich or first game with Yelich or whatever it was. Yep. Um, waited till everybody cleared out and then had a you know special moment with that kid or Giannis and um, mm-hmm. giving away his uh, shoes, shoes, shoes every game. And, yep. Um, you know the little things. AJ Dillon, he's not like the huge star of the Packers, but you know he's the mayor of Door County, and he goes <laughs> to this little AC Tap place in Sister Bay that um, gets buffalo wings and like hangs out with the people. And um, whenever he's uh, yeah. off time, spends time in Door County, Wisconsin. Yeah. Like the 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 guys that truly embrace the small town culture of Wisconsin and. Um, become members of the community and and do the little things that um endear wisconsinites to professional athletes where if you did that sort of shit in la and new york it wouldn't matter because you're only batting 216 and um, hit three home runs last year type of thing you get a lot more slack by doing that kind of stuff right right and and i i honestly think that matters or it actually matters to wisconsin sports fans versus you know you you could there's a reason why uh, some of these shitbag human beings are given the leeway that they are in New York and LA and, mm. and bigger cities because they produce on the field. Where um, you know we had that conversation about Trevor Bauer and being in Wisconsin, right? And and some of these other players that um, have the questionable backgrounds that don't end up playing in Wisconsin because they know that you know the morals and the community standards that. Um, Wisconsinites tend to have are a little bit different than bigger cities. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Totally. Good. Travis, got an anti-Brucevus? It'll be brief. Uh, with the name, image, and likeness in the NCAA, the, quote, student-athlete, end quote, clowns will who will publicly lie are fewer and fewer 
or fewer and farther between. I think you know Mm -hmm. where I'm going with this. The facade is starting to wear away, and I love it. Yep, they're not. I'm not. I'm just in school. I'm an athlete, or I'm a I'm a student, but I play sports. You know, you're you're in college to play sports so that you can get into your professional. That's right. And you're prepping. You're prepping like anyone else. Absolutely. It's minor leagues for the NFL. It's minor leagues for the NBA. Mm -hmm. It's you're you're only there because that's the step you need to take before you get to the professional sports. And if you are a gymnast or a swimmer. You know that you are not going to go on professionally, but you have the opportunity mm-hmm. to do these things, and you know that part of who pays for that is the basketball team at your school or the yep. football team at your school or or, or whatever. Well, look, it's at just the- that stop these because it's almost gone away completely. But you know, you'll have people still refer to these. Uh, student athletes these five-star recruits who couldn't find the campus on a map and it's like that they, they're 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 athletes who who are just like attending the bare minimum just right. to get by so that, that's stop it well that's and, stop it it's and this, industry absolutely that's and what this, makes the world go wrong and this nil is giving that opportunity for people who are like the the gymnast for lsu that's <laughs> causing all the stir that yeah. she's making millions of dollars for her NIL contracts mm-hmm. and her TikTok shit and whatever, but uh, which would have never been afforded the opportunity to, and, and, well, and she's a damn good athlete too. Mm-hmm. Like she's not just a, a scrub for the University of Wisconsin Eau Claire. Like she's a damn good gymnast who wouldn't make a penny mm-hmm. in the professional sport, but she's using her she's image not- and her likeness right. to make herself some money while she's being really good at this. You know, sport that she does set her up for the rest of her life. Yeah. Well, like, mean, well meanwhile, in a, in a pre NIL world, the mm-hmm. LSU would be raking in money. Right. Absolutely. To, because she's good, and the, the the money that they get of the university of winning the national championships never make their way back down to these athletes. Yeah. yeah. So so Weber of the uh, Fab Five, all the way back in eighty seven, eighty eight, or whatever, he was talking about his jerseys that were in the bookstore. That he could not afford to buy his own right. jersey, and it's like, okay, this is like 30, 30 years ago, uh-huh. right? And okay. Isn't it funny to see like universities like buck against that? Like, oh, this is ruining the sport. Are you kidding? Yeah. It, it, is it? Is it really ruining the sport? Right, and then and then punishing the the student athlete that gets an extra bun during lunch because it goes against their yeah. the, the 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 scholarship so money who was, or whatever. Uh, just one more comment on this: Who was the UConn men's uh, coach? Probably retired maybe 15 years ago. Jim Calhoun. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Calhoun, you remember the pissing match you got into the reporter that questioned his salary as a state yes. employee? And he went on a fucking rampage and said the truth and basically said, listen, do you, do you, do you know the amount of money that our program goes into the program? Right. A lot right. of everybody else. And he got vilified and it was like everything he said was 100% accurate. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I'm a CEO of a really big deal. Yeah, right. I uh-huh. make a lot, but yeah. Yep. Yeah, and you look at the endowments for these schools and how much millions upon and, millions of money. And oh, by they the way, have. it may not have happened under Calhoun's tenure, but I think UConn's a blue blood now. Um, I don't think. 100%. No, I'm mm-hmm. not even so sure they needed the win uh, last month, but are they not in the conversation with UCLA, Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, North Carolina? They should be yep. if they're not. I yeah. think they're there. Yep. Absolutely there. Yep. Yeah. All right, douche of the week. Travis, you said you have a very. Uh, yeah. Brief one to it is throw out there. You want to do it? Douche of the week. Everyone who is sucking Aaron Rodgers nuts and not calling him out for the douche he is, you know who you are. 
Yeah. It's amazing how many people just will not call that guy out. Thank so, you. You're right. Uh, my douche of the week. So I remember last time I talked about um, uh, Dick Vitale and like mm. more or less old guys that should be put out to pasture mm. and are just there and the the, the paternal. Yeah, yeah, so Terry Bradshaw is is one of them. Oh, he's in, there in a big way, and I he's didn't there. Yeah, I didn't see this when it happened because as soon as the Super Bowl was over, I turned it off because who cares? Right. But when when the Chiefs won, Terry Bradshaw for whatever reason got a microphone and he presented the trophy to to Andy Reid. Oh God! Okay. And and he said. All right, Andy. Andy, come on over. Waddle on over here, Andy. No, waddle on no, over. No, he did. We we got a cheeseburger over here for you, Andy. He didn't. Yeah, on the microphone, on the stand. Uh, did you hear that, Coach? I didn't. Oh my God. Look at waddle up. on over. Get a cheeseburger. Waddle on over. I got a cheeseburger for you, Andy. How do and, you even dissect that? And and you know he thought in his old man mentality he was being funny. And it's like, no, you know, you want, no. to, you want me to play the seven seconds of this? Yes, sure. Yeah. Yes. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. <laughs> on the stage. On the stage. With the trophy right there. That is wow. You just can't. You know that that is the, and, and people can fall victim to that's all. That's how he's always been. That's his. No, that's not acceptable. You cannot play the, you know, the eighty-year-old grabs the boobs of the CNA unless they have. You know what I'm saying? It's right, like right. There, there's exceptions, but for the most part, that's not just say he's from that generation, so he can use racial terms right. or or you know call everybody a dumb broad. He's in front you, of you a camera. You cannot say it just oh because he's God. older. You, that's not acceptable. He's in front of a camera every no. week. He's got to check his language and be oh. careful about what he says. And then he goes off and says that. What do you, he's going to be on on Fox's coverage of the NFL next year, and nobody seems to give a shit. Like wow, wow. You like, can you? See, because, we're, and, 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 you know, to toot our own horns, at the end of the day, there are folks, whatever percentages, that do follow sports a little bit closer. But we also know that a huge percentage are just maybe more into just the, not the details. Right. The Terry says kind of cute stuff, or they get into the pregame, and they're more worried about, like, in the football or in the Super Bowl, the halftime show or the fucking commercials, and yep. they couldn't tell you what teams played two hours later. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, no, that's not acceptable. That has to be, you know. Yeah, odd. Oh, bad. Justin, okay. douche of the week? My douche of the week is already in our Hall of Fame. Oh, mm-hmm. do you do something different? Yes. Javi oh. Javi Baez. Oh yeah. God, he, no. That's oh, this is so good. Javi Baez got benched in the middle of the game. Yeah. Uh, because uh, well, let's let's go through the series of events during this yeah. this game last week. He uh, he hit a ball and he hit it what he thought was very hard, mm. and he began his home run trot mm. down first base. He pimped it. He. He, he pimped did. it. He pimped it yep. hard. He pimped it hard. There was a bat flip in the whole nine yards. The problem is the ball <laughs> hit off the top of the fence and bounced back into play. So his stand-up triple turned into a double. While standing on second base after pimping his attempted home run, um, a fly ball was hit out to center field, and Baez started trotting around the bases as if it was two outs and it was going to be the third out. However, unfortunately for Javi, <laughs> there was only one out, and he got doubled up on second. Oh, 
Oh, uh, later on in the game, or it was earlier in the game, he was on third base, and there was a, a pop fly out to right field. And instead of getting back to third base quickly and uh, being able to like prepare himself to mm-hmm. take up, he just sort of walked back, and he got back to the bag when the, the right fielder caught the ball. Uh, this got him benched. So uh, he, there was a little conversation, and I don't remember who the man Brad was. Brad Osmus. Yes. Um, they had a conversation in the in the um, uh, hallway outside of the dugout. Yeah. He came back in, grabbed his stuff, dumped a whole bunch of chew and shit on the floor, mm-hmm. and then walked into the dugout. Post-game press conference, uh, Javi Baez had some words. Oh. Uh, my mind is everywhere right now. I'm just trying to focus on my hitting and my timing. The only reason I lost the count on the outs, it was because I was hitting sixth. I thought I was the third batter in that inning. That's the only reason, uh, Baez said. Uh, uh, and I'm reading off of a, a, a post here by a, and I don't, a Bleacher Report, I think it was. Uh, it really shouldn't matter where Baez is hitting in the lineup to check the number of outs in the <laughs> inning. That lack of awareness cannot fly at the major league level, and his excuse isn't worth the time and day. Quote, Anybody can make a mistake. At this point, the way we're playing and the way I'm playing, it's obviously going to be worse. If I'm hot and I have seven homers and I make that same mistake, I would have stayed in the game. But I got no excuses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Baez says after making an excuse. <laughs> right after making the excuse. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to slam the guy, but. Yeah. But. But. Right. We all know that. Right. God damn it. Fuck you, Javi Baez. Fuck. You know you're, what? You're already in our douche hall of fame. That's not easy, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know what that strikes me as? Javi Baez has been, ever since he broke in with the Cubs, he's been on the big stage. Like yeah. when the Cubs were getting hot, they won a mm-hmm. World Series. He was showered with affection. Then he went to the Mets, where yeah. it was yep. you know, mm-hmm. New York. Then he signs for the the big money, where he didn't get as much as you know. Right. You, you thought, and he goes to Detroit. Five years, hundred and sixty million dollars. Right, which today would be considered a bargain if you signed right. a yeah, that's right. right. potential. Yeah. So, so he goes to sign there, and now all of a sudden you're in a fucking backwater. And all of a sudden, now. Javi Baez doesn't care as much right. as Isn't he that something? Isn't that amazing? When all the spotlights aren't on. Weird. Now. Right. Isn't it cool when Yadier Molina's throwing him uh, to uh, catch a runner, and he can point at him uh-huh. before he tags him out, and everybody glows about Javi Baez and how great he is? Oh, when all of a sudden uh-huh. that's not the case, right. Javi doesn't care as much anymore. Uh-huh. What a fucking douche. He is an uh-huh. amazing douche. He's a huge douche. Yeah. And and good for the manager. Absolutely. Fuck yeah, Brad Ausmus was Brad also the, the manager of the yeah. Astros when they were cheating. I think that video you sent me said like this this manager cares about winning so much that he'll cheat to win. That, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was uh, like uh this uh, this manager will um, uh, care so much about winning, he'll beat on a uh, a garbage can to win. Yeah, <laughs> and when you're dogging it, like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. What a that that's showing his true fucking colors. Mm-hmm. God, you're good, good. Color. Oh, talking about douches, Fernando Tatis. We oh yeah, we we, that, we really should cover that. And I, I put that on the agenda. I just want to. Th- this is just so fucking odd to me. So Fernando Tatis yeah. got suspended for 50 games or 80. More. 80 games, 80 games. 80 games for, for using performance-enhancing drugs. But for whatever reason, he can play in AAA. Do you know what it is? In AAA. So when he was uh, in March of 2022, he had a wrist surgery to repair a broken bone. Okay. 
when he was rehabbing and on his minor league assignment, he got suspended 80 games for the PED use, which meant, or, or whatever it was, uh, 2021, whatever, whatever, okay. yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah. So he got suspended. So he went through a suspension while suspended. He had shoulder surgery in September and a second wrist surgery in October. So he's able to play these minor league games as a rehab assignment. So oh, okay, oh no, I see, I see where you're going. So he's yeah. he's rehabbing surgeries that he had while he was suspended. So he took the time <laughs> while he was suspended to right. say, "Hey, I got these ailments that need to get fixed. I'm going to have my surgeries." And during his suspension, he can rehab assignment. Sure, that's. Is yeah. there any chance that his wrist, his second wrist surgery, was getting a mole removed? So it, that it sounded like the first the first surgery wasn't as effective as they were hoping. So they had the second one. Did you see the uh, the minor league pitcher that like retweeted? No. What? So, so he was you know hitting down in AAA and he smoked a home run because he's hitting against fucking destroyed. Tri- right. He had crushed like it. Eight hundred home runs in the first week of the season. Yeah. So somebody you know put on Twitter like Fernando Tatis crushes a home run and the the guy retweeted or commented or whatever the pitcher himself <laughs> said. Uh, Cheater hits home run during uh, PED rehab assignment. <laughs> That's a ballsy move. I'll tell you, it is. <laughs> was was he a triple pitcher, a pitcher who had been in the big? I don't or? think so. Uh, good for that him. That is incredibly good ballsy. Yeah. Good for him. Yep. Good for Because you know they're all thinking the same thing. Absolutely. Like you're they fucking are. down here. Like, Ab- they know they are. Yeah. They absolutely they are. Exactly. Well, that that's bullshit though. If you're on a PED suspension, I don't care what surgery you have on right. your no. uh, bone you spur can start, or whatever. You can start your rehab assignment when your 80 games is up. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And that yeah, that that's bullshit. So he gets to oh, tune he's up one of the and, faces of the league. And that's well, but you know, so many sure. people are not watching baseball now, according to his dad, because oh, yeah. Junior well, got suspended. Fucking mind. Fuck him. Yeah. Anyway. How about a no shit and a no shit? No shit. I got one. I love learning stuff. So what do you want to start with, Travis? I'll start with the the no shit, really. Oh, okay. Maybe it isn't, but to me, there are only 25 blimps in the world. Wait. Blimps. Blimps. Not how you know, air Blimps. Goodyear blimps. Stuff like that. There's only 25 in, in the, the whole world. world. And, and I only put this here because I saw one once at a game I was at. Have you guys been at a game where you saw a blimp? Not the Goodyear blimp. I said, no, I don't think I no, have. No, I have. I've, I've, only, I've only seen a blimp oh. at the uh, Oshkosh Air Venture EAA event. Well, that, that counts. Yeah, but it wasn't a sporting event. Yeah, you're right. So 2018, Badgers at Ann Arbor. Oh. Uh, mm. I'm not the huge Goodyear blimp because I always kind of thought it was dumb, but since I was at one, mm-hmm. Goodyear blimp doesn't come to Madison or no, no. Places, but No. 25. You know, it's like. I guess. That's interesting. Seems like it should be more. It should. It seems like it should be a lot more. Good work, mm-hmm. Travis. Nice. Justin, educate us on something. Uh, stars in the Milky Way. You think that's like this huge number. In the Milky Way galaxy, there are between 100 and 400 billion stars. Yes. Just a lot. Like this it's a huge lot. number. Yep. There are more trees on Earth than there are stars in the Milky Way galaxy. There are approximately 3 trillion trees on Earth. That is amazing. Compared to 100 to 400 billion stars in the Milky Way. Rural Augusta's got 10% of them. <laughs> so what do you say, <laughs> trillion? Uh, 3 trillion trees on Earth. I would have lost that bet. Yep. 
hundred so times over. I, I was prepared to like do one of these. Yeah, I know. Because I love listening to like like yeah. science podcasts and astrophysics podcasts. Yeah, right. like, like I'm not gonna be blown away by any number you threw out. I'm blown away by that. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. I I looked at that and I blinked a couple of times. I was like, no, nah, no way. And then I, I, I did a couple of more searches. Like, no shit, there really are more trees on Earth than there are stars in the Milky Way galaxy. Holy shit! <laughs> that is amazing. All right, and, and that you know makes what I, my little blimp deal. You know what I? You know what I came away from that as? Yeah, fuck you, global warming. You I'm going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I need a new sofa. Yeah, go no cut down some of those things, would you please? <laughs> I, I'm gonna go print a whole bunch of shit tonight. Yeah. Now. Yeah, all right, I'm going to blow your mind with some, some different kind of numbers. Okay. You guys are aware of Andre the Giant, right? Mm-hmm. 520 pounds. Yep. He's gigantic. Huge man. This is a story from Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, yeah. The old the old mm-hmm. wrestler. Six they wrestled around the same time. This is a little story that he told. This is from Jake the Snake. I was told to pick him up in a van, meaning Andre. We left the arena, and Andre was into this one word thing. Beer. You know, so, oh, you want me to stop and get some beer? So I stopped and I said, how much do you want? Andre said, case. I'm like, what? He goes, no, two case. I said, dude, we're driving 110 miles. (laughs) He's like, no, two case. So I went in and I got him two cases and a six pack for me. He finished his beer. He drank 48 beers in 110 miles. Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh. Jake the Snake went on. What impressed me was that he could drink two cases of beer and not have to piss. Yeah. How big is his bladder? It's got to be as big as a basketball or even bigger. Now, I've heard other stories about Andre the Giant drinking beer, and that is legit. He drank 48 beers in a 110-mile drive. That's less than an hour and a half. Yeah. No, well, that's... Yeah, it's, it's less than two hours. It's almost like an IV drip, isn't it? But but bigger, constant, because it's like he can't. Because you can have all the capacity in the world, but if you don't have the time to do it, that's just like never stopping. Forty-eight beers in an hour, and or a, yeah. he's taken oh. like one big sip, six ounces, and he's probably Gone. taken a few seconds, and he's pitching. I guess he could do that, right? One point five seven. Do the math. <laughs> Holy shit. He's drinking 30 beers an hour. He's drinking a beer every two minutes. Every two minutes. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't leave a lot of room for... It is It is literally crack and chug. Two minutes, done, drink, crack, chug. Mm-hmm. For the entire drive. But just what are the ounces in your system? I, I get he's 500 plus pounds, but where do you put it? You right. put it somewhere. Yeah. Wait, what did I say? A beer every two minutes? Every two minutes. So it's 120 minutes. Yeah, that's amazing. And and I, like I said, I don't think that's exaggerating. From the other stories that I've heard about his drinking is, wow, legit. Yep, it's a tenth of an ounce a minute. Well, whatever. He yeah, or a, or no one tenth of a no. I, I yeah, screwed yeah, that up. Yeah, no, but that's fine. that's fine. A beer every two minutes. Yeah. And without pissing. Travis has peed six times during this podcast. Yeah. Let's go into it. And he has only had six beers. Yeah, Jake the Snake had six beers. Who was driving? (laughs) (laughs) I 
I don't know what's more impressive, the 48 beers in the 110 miles or the six beers in the 110 miles while still driving. Do you hear the stories about Jake the Snake Roberts? That's pretty normal. It's lucky he wasn't smoking crack. Anyway, let's go on to uh, That's What She Said. These are the phrases that we hear during sporting broadcasts that make make us jump up and say... That's what she said. Thank you. Travis, you got one? Remember I said I was going to be a little bit rebellious? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Rebellious? Is that it? Sure. Well, I don't know. We haven't heard it yet. No, no. I just... Oh, okay. If I had that word right. So I was looking for your typical sports euphemism. That's what she said. and Mm -hmm. And I did a Google search. And once you know, there was a Wikipedia came up. And it talked about... First base, second base, third base, home run. And this was an actual Wikipedia nice. entry. And oh. we all know that Wikipedia isn't necessarily, you know, um, we, we know what it is. It's but, not an encyclopedia. Okay. Yeah. So, here we go. Okay. Strikeout. We all know what that is. Mm-hmm. First base, mouth-to-mouth kissing, especially French kissing. Second base, skin-to-skin touching, kissing your breast. And in some context, may touching... You may touch a Rajna's zone through the clothes. Here's my favorite. Third base. Yes. Touching below the waist without sexual intercourse or manual stimulation of the genitals in some context that may instead refer to oral stimulation of the genitals. Nice. And, of course, the home run is the full sexual intercourse. Wikipedia has a something we learned in middle school. Even though we had not got to maybe all the bases, we knew what they fucking were. And Wendy was ready for you. Well, you know there's a computer program or some other that had to go to Wikipedia to figure out what that was. Oh, absolutely. Bathroom again. Look, I've seen the back of Dale Nelson's jersey. Right? (laughs) Travis's face this entire time. My uh, my water bill is going to be godly higher this this month. You flushed 36 gallons of water down the toilet just because of Travis. (laughs) The the listeners are going to hear like this steady, like. God, Josh's house. Like this is the first time we've done a podcast from your new house. Yeah, this is the first time in my new place. Yeah. And uh, they're gonna think that you've got a like a waterfall going on, like right. one of those Serenity Rock things that you put on your yeah. table. The, yeah, just, yeah. the, the constant yeah. water. The Zen Garden. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's Travis pissing the yeah. entire time. All right, you got to That's what she said. I've got a great. That's what she said. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright, go ahead. I my my that's what she said is, is pretty solid. Yes. Alright. Uh mine came on Sunday night football. Um the Eagles were playing. Chris Collinsworth had uh um mentioned this. There's a there's a running back for the Eagles. His name is Landon Dickerson. <laughs> Love it already. I've got I've got it queued up too so we can listen to it. But oh, oh, Chris okay. Collinsworth says how about if we get a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? No, no way. Bullshit. All bullshit. Right. Okay, call bullshit, yeah? <laughs> good if the guy's name's Nelson. Right. <laughs> How about if we get a little Dickerson. taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? <laughs> oh, do, oh. do we need to play this again? Yes. Just to, yes. Just to, yes. Just to, yes.
Uh oh. What the f- oh, fuck? He had a pauser where he, he couldn't stop it. He, he, he could Yep, nope, nope. Coming right down your throat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to say. No. <laughs> That's really good, coach. God, mine. That wasn't. How long ago was that? Uh, it was like October. Oh, okay. How the hell did not. How did that not get the Anthony Munoz treatment? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, apparently he was roasted immediately on social media. I hope I mi- so. I missed it because I didn't see any of that. But yeah, holy shit! Uh-huh. Mine sucks compared to that. <laughs> like, and I, I, I know it's Wikipedia, so I don't have anybody. Yeah. To- Jesus, you need to. You need that's to what she said. When you have someone like that, you need to let us know. Yeah, that needs to be a hammer on that one. All right, that's that's Jesus, really mine's pathetic. I, I I have a couple. Maybe I can. Yeah, I'd go do, do it, it with quantity. All right. Well, the the one I thought of was from an NBA game that I think I may have said before. He dominated from tip to finish. <laughs> okay, that's good. And that's the other work. The other one is really weak. There's a, a a soccer team in France from Brest. That's sweet. So you're playing Brest. Boobies. Like just yeah. that in and of itself. So that, that's nothing tough. compared to what yeah, Justin just tough. did. A... Sorry. Oh. There's Holy. a Brussels treaty, actually. So is it really? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, we got to do a funny death story. Yeah, we do. Which I'm very excited about. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll finish. I'll be the hammer on you this be one because I have some sense of like uh, what's good and what's not. Sorry. What do you got, Justin? I. I'll start. Margaret okay. Wise Brown. Uh, she. <laughs> she died oh, in eggs. on November third, nineteen fifty-two. Oh, oh boy. Uh, you might not know the name, but you've probably read one of her books. Uh, it's a popular children's book, Good Night or Good Night Moon. No. Oh. Oh. If you, if you saw if you it. saw Good Night Moon, Good yeah. Night Star, Good mm-hmm. Night Cloud, Cow Jumping Over the Moon, it's pretty it's pretty popular How children's did she book. Die? She's she's got hundreds of fairly oh. popular what, children's books. What happened books. to her? Of so she was uh, traveling in Europe, and uh, she was she felt kind of ill and she went to the hospital and they found that she had an ovarian cyst Mm -hmm. so um she um got treated for that and she uh became very fond of the nuns in the hospital that she went to oh no so after treatment um she was really excited and she wanted to to show how well she had been doing and how well she was treated um by the nuns so she kicked a foot um really high up in the air in her hospital bed Unfortunately, while doing that, she dislodged a blood clot that had formed in her leg. It quickly traveled to her brain. She fell unconscious, had emergency surgery, and died. She wanted to show how well she was doing with the nun treatment in this hospital, where she did the very dangerous move of kicking her leg up in the air, which dislodged a clot from her leg, and she died. It begs the question, why not just say thank you? No, no, she had to kick her she leg up. kick a leg up in yeah. the air. Like, because obviously in 1952, a big celebration for 42-year-olds defeating ovarian cysts. 52-year-olds. She was 42, 1952. So. Oh. In 1952, 42-year-old, which, I mean, today, Josh, could you kick your leg up in celebration of anything right now? No. No, no, because, <laughs> no. So maybe this kicking your leg up was a big celebration. Yeah, but fair. unfortunately, that ovarian cyst that she was ta- 
uh, laid up with, oh. formed a clot in her leg, and then she died. <laughs> well, whoops. Travis. Not the best one ever, but I hate bicyclists taking over our road. <laughs> Fuck oh, yeah. Throwback to 97. Brazil. They have a lot of stuff in Brazil. It's a big, mm-hmm. it's a big huge country mm-hmm. with a massive population. Although Florida still has more stuff than their yes. entire country God. does. So bicyclist was crossing an airport runway in Sorocaba. That's 87 kilometers from Sao Paulo. Was killed when he was hit by a landing airplane. Marcelo, just one name, he was 25. He could not hear the twin engine. Why? Because he was listening to his Walkman. And if you copied the part about 1997, oh, that's where you had a Walkman. Yep. The propeller... <laughs> The propeller and right wing of the airplane were damaged. <laughs> I love how they talk about the damage. You know, like somebody gets hit by a train. The train sustained <laughs> scrapes. scrapes. The train was undamaged. Yeah. Maybe a blanker. I think it might be best that Marcelo, well, if he did, you know, reproduce. <laughs> he was limited. Mm-hmm. All right, so you guys remember, I think, two episodes ago maybe, I talked about when, I think it was the king of Greece broke up the the fight between the monkey and the German shepherd, right. and another mm-hmm. monkey got pissed off. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. It made me, like, wonder what other, like, fun monkey deaths have occurred. Oh, there's oh. a bunch of them. Yeah. So, <clears throat> in India, there was a monkey appropriately named Kalua. Kalua was, was raised by, their words, an occultist. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and for some reason, this occultist raised the monkey on a healthy diet of alcohol. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, we got a drunk monkey right around. <laughs> it's believed that Kalua was taught to drink hard liquor and was fed monkey meat, which made for a crazed alcoholic monkey. <laughs> a crazed alcoholic cannibal monkey? Monkey. Yeah. Okay. Authorities found the monkey owners dead. The occult, the occultist was dead, which led to severe withdrawal as Kalua could no longer drink as he was accustomed to. This led to a period of hyper-aggression and the monkey took to the streets where he attacked 250 people. <laughs> Kalua preferred to, which is horrible, preferred to attack the faces of women and children oh, as he Jesus fled into Christ. the forest <laughs> where it took a while for authorities to trap him once he was taken to the park the zookeepers worked with him in an attempt to rehabilitate the monkey but all efforts failed <laughs> oh my god he would only eat m- meat <laughs> oh my god used all fruits and vegetables oh my god ultimately oh. he was transferred away from others of his kind and placed in solitary confinement they didn't even shoot the fucker they didn't put him in solitary. They put it down. They just set it. No. Oh, my God. Are you God. kidding me? No. Jesus. I, I confirmed it on a when couple of What was this? About? It doesn't give a year. I'm yeah. sorry. It doesn't. But this, I'm guessing it wasn't that long ago. Jesus. Can you imagine a, an alcoholic, cannibalistic, cannibalistic monkey? Running the oh streets of India. See, you give them a little taste of meat and they can never go back. Right. <laughs> Fuck your rutabagas. I want human flesh. <laughs> Jesus. Right. Christ. Oh. All right. That's that's the funny death stories. Um, we're down to Gruber and rate the beer. Down to Gruber and rate the beer. Oh, I'll uh, I'll do my Gruber. Okay. Oh, first of all, Coach, you always describe Gruber. 
Uh, Who he is. You know, the the narrow-assed kind of nerdy guy on all of the uh, Brewers ads. The one call, that's all that. Which, the more I uh, see other places of this country, there are Grubers all over the place. Of course there are. But I... I, Hands down, uh, David Gruber is the worst of them all. So these are things that we'd rather do than hear one call, that's all. Mm -hmm. And I'll start if you don't mind. Sure. Um, I would rather be an arrested drug smuggler in Malaysia. If you know anything about how Malaysia deals with drug dealers, it's uh, execution is very common. Mm -hmm. But um, Vietnam, although maybe not the most stringent, uh, you will die if you deal drugs country. Mm Mm-hmm. I love this. If you are arrested with more than 1.3 pounds of heroin, you will automatically be executed. So I'm with just like, are there a lot of 1.2 pound level dealers? There? But that's just their hard and fast rule. <laughs> and what is, you'll automatically. Did you get a day? Do you, you have an appeals process? Or just on the spot? like I would avoid heroin in Vietnam, but that's just me. <laughs> or 1.3 pounds that's a ton. Man, yeah, that's, that's, that's a that's lot of heroin. That's a, that's a chunk yeah, of you're, heroin. Yeah, you, you might deserve it, but holy shit. All right, there's mine. Uh, I'll do holy mine shit. quick. So I, <laughs> I know, that's a lot. Yeah. I would rather butt dial my grandma during sex than... Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I think sure. you could play it off. You like, really could. I was, I was or, praying. Or, or even you could just say, "Hey, Grandma, I was just getting on with the misses, and you know, whatever it is, she, she'd probably Fuck be yeah. fine oh, with absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could turn that into a positive. <laughs> for sure. Just oh, calling in. Yeah. Oh, hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Justin, you got a Gruber? I would rather have constant static electricity shock every time I touch something for all eternity. Yeah. That's, oh, that's actually good. It's good. Great. Thank you. That I is like really it. good. I like that. Ah, let's rate the beer. Oh, let me get my thing up. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, no. I just pulled a PowerPoint. I'll, uh, God damn it. Stop. Anyway. Stop. I'll, I'll, I'll start with mine. It was my beer, so I'll, I'll rate it. For me, Bunt Single. Um, it's bunt single. It's a bunt single. Uh, it's. I think I know where he's going with this. Yeah. Um. It it, it gets you on base. It starts out, but it's what not. Was the last bunt single two thousand four? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't mean like the bunt single in the eighth to break up the no hitter. No, it's not a not a shoddy thing. It's a solid play. It's something mm-hmm. you want to see from somebody. But you know, it's not going to drive in a run or anything. But mm-hmm. it it's a four point five percent IPA. Mm-hmm. So it's not like gonna hit a home run. It's not gonna like you know make you raise your go. I gotta go get some more of this. Yeah. It gets you started a little bit. Starts the inning off. After I have a couple of these, yeah. then I'm ready to move up to the to the big hitters in the lineup, to the Surleys, to the Gunpowders, and mm-hmm. to the Telezes and the the Joey Weemers. So it's right. a it's a it's a base setter. It's a Garrett Mitchell bunt single. All right, I'll go. Uh, mine's a uh, mine's a sack bunt, mine or sack bunt sack fly. You got a runner on second base. You get him over to third. Um, you've cost an out. It's nothing special, but you're setting things up for something better later on, yeah. um, or the potential for something better later on. Um, we went through six of these, and it's 
Yeah. Like I, yeah, yeah. I, I could, I could go for um, the the Rowdy Tellez that you know, even a Christian Yelich, Amber Ale, or something. I could go for right now. It's, yeah, if you it's, uh, yeah. if you put a gun powder for me right now, it's like yes. Now here's a like full bodied IPA that I'm right, I'm mm-hmm. right. For. Yep. yep. No, I'm I'm all for it's a sac sacrifice something to move mm-hmm. her over. Yeah. Travis. Yeah, I refuse to be the uh, third bunt of our discussion here. <laughs> it's a it's a single in the second or third inning, and the inning ends before you score. Perfect. It's fine. I think you guys described it as well as I could have. Mm-hmm. Good can art, though. Very happy with the can art. Yep. Guys, do you have anything else before we uh, call it a night? It's good to be back. It's good to it's be back. within back. about a month. We are going to set up another date right now. <laughs> I say we this leave. every week. We say it every time, but we're going to do it this time. It's going to set up, it and it's going to happen. All right. It's not well, and, hey, by the way, weeks. before we stop, for real, Travis, oh, how's your mom doing? Uh, doing well. Doing yeah. well. Thank you. She's back on track. She's home and uh, following brewers like you read about. Awesome. Excellent. All right. Thanks for Thank joining you. us. We will see you guys next time. All right.